Why, hello there, everybody, and welcome to Hardcore Heroes. How are you guys doing today? Feeling pretty good? I'm actually tired because I didn't go to sleep on time last night. I was like a little kid before Christmas. I was like, we'll play. (laughs) Yeah, I know what that's like. Uh, I'm not living in that hellhole of the dorm anymore, so I'm doing pretty good. Fantastic. Um, As I was saying right before we went live... We After the discussion last week about role-playing experience, some research was done, and we will indeed be awarding 200 experience to all the players retroactively. Um, and if you oh, have your God. prime requisites, you get your yes. extra 10%. It's a good die. It's a good Very die. Good. Neil, you didn't ask me what I've been doing. What have you been doing, Nick? Well, um, my girlfriend's got a new job in a different city. Like I work in Manchester, I live in Liverpool. Mm-hmm. But she's got a job in Manchester, so I've been looking at flats yesterday, and we found a new flat in Manchester, so we're moving out in a month. Oh my! That's good. Yeah. But you're you're moving to Manchester? Like, isn't Manchester, that yeah. kind of like a you know lesser people over there? No, no. If you ask anyone in England, they'd say that Manchester is nicer than Liverpool. So. Oh, here I thought I was just trying to, you know, side with you automatically. Yeah, and, yeah, no, no, yeah fuck right. Manchester, but... <laughs> I uh, I went to uni there, so I've always sort of... Liked... So you've always been a traitor. Oh, I suppose so. <laughs> I suppose so. All right. Literally the only thing I know about Manchester is they have a soccer team there. It's pretty good. That's all everyone knows about Liverpool as well. I went to America, and everyone's like, oh, where are you from? Liverpool. Oh, my God, you love soccer? No, not really. <laughs> I don't really watch football that much. And thinks you're, just because you're English and live in Liverpool, apparently you must love football. You yeah, know, which is that's actually, the way it works. I think that's that like is most right. Yeah, that's like 90% of people in this country love football. Yeah. 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 All right, uh, Neil, can we lower the. Is... It's a little bit too loud, I think. Okay. Well, I've redone the volume organization for them to make it more even on my end, so why don't you can uh, okay. lower yeah, the yeah, sounds right. in the gear? Yes. Because everything was getting all mixed up, so I've redone all the audio, um, added some new stuff, and we'll have some new battle music today, if if you guys get into any more battles, you know. Yeah, let's hope not. I kind of want to purge that entire spider population. Yeah! Our battles are from, like, 50 feet away, and we just all shoot bows at them. (laughs) Like, 100 feet away. Mm -hmm. Well, I I was thinking about um, talking to some people in town about getting some cure poison spells prepped for us. I'm safe from poison for the next seven days, so <laughs> I'm all right. This means Malachi is our, our spider tank, yes? Yeah. <laughs> so, Neil, can I can I roll some HP and spells and stuff? You may roll your HP as you please. Okay, there we go. Three, that'll Ooh. do. What is that, well like done. double your HP? No, seven to ten. Okay. Should I give myself all three to my corins or just two? I was on four out of seven, so should I go to six out of ten? Uh, Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Um, this actually means I need to update our overlays. And um, the spells, right? Can I can I roll some spells? I'm just going to try and get the sure. same three that I failed last time. Sure. Because I, I didn't realize I was going to get it. So, All right, invisibility. Yes. All right, ESP. Yeah. Alter self. No. Okay. okay. You have seven consecutive all-nighters. You can pull to research that one. Yeah. Oh, wait, can you not do it until next level now? I can't do that until next level. But you know, I might try and I might try and get some of the level one ones I'm missing, like armor. Spell research is also expensive and requires libraries and time. 
Mm. Also, so, would I have to roll to learn still, or do I automatically No, you learn? still must roll to learn, but if you fail, you can keep researching and spending extra days or weeks researching and keep re-rolling up to okay. a certain point, I think. Um, so let's what kind add... Of are you talking about, like, hundreds of gold, or...? I think it's, like, it's either a hundred or a thousand gold per spell level. I don't remember exactly yeah. what. Won't be doing that, then. Um, what spells did you just learn? Invisibility? And ESP. Visibility. Oh god, I get more spells per level now as well. And three ESP. and two. Today's a good day to be Malachi. It is, yeah, it's a significant power <laughs> improvement. <laughs> Alright, let's add these spells to your spell list. They are added. Right, Neil, you've been generous this day. Just this day. No further. Oh yeah, somebody said in chat I've got I get uh, HP regen because of the potion. Yes, so it's been like one point like, like four hours. Yeah. Oh yeah. So by the potion by the time time. you finish sleeping, which you don't yeah. even need to do, yeah, it'll be good. That's sweet. Fantastic. Oh, and we also have Van Helsing <sighs> character art. And I think yes. my oh yeah smaller character art. Yeah, that was yeah, that's so good. I think my Thacko improves as well. Uh, yes, it goes up by one, or down by one? Down by one. Down by one. Yeah. Neil, you have me at 22 max HP, right? Uh, I have you at 22 max HP. Okay. I accidentally erased that with my current, but yeah, I figured that was it. Nice. Saving throws not until level 5, is that right? I think that's correct. I'm gonna find the table. Just mute that. So, where are we? Who wants to... Well, why don't you guys all recap together? Well, I think maybe um, Greg can recap the first half and I'll recap the second half. Yeah, sure. Since, what do you minutes. consider the first half and second half? Well, they, all of the stuff with You just want me to talk about my, like, plotting, don't you? Yeah, okay. I mean, I feel like... I mean, <laughs> to be honest, I was playing Tetris for the first half of the show, so I don't remember. Hot <laughs> <Bad> money. <laughs> Look, I figured it was actually better that way because now yeah. what Van doesn't know, I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, last time on Hardcore Heroes, uh, we found our plucky adventurers uh, licking their wounds from a grievous encounter with a terrifying were rat. And uh, Croak decided that he needed to do some uh, rather roguish and inspiring things. Uh, he talked Malachi into going with him to shake down and, uh, well, before shaking down, uh, just observing and uh, gathering intel on a specific Boren. Um, he attempted to get Van into this half-heartedly, knowing that it really wouldn't happen. Um, and instead, we see a montage of Van in his uh, shirtless mode getting uh, measured up for his magnificent plate mail that will be coming in months and months to come. Uh, during the investigation process, uh, Malachi and Croak uh, managed to make friends with uh, a one Zinli, the dwarven, uh, I guess, strong arm for Boren, and uh, set up a meet after much stalking and strange um, <laughs> 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 part of Croak. Um, 
At this meet, uh, it was suggested that Croak would knock up a poor, innocent Akuban lady and steal all of her gems and whatnots and trinkets and give them to Borin for sale as proof of his thiefly goodness and perhaps as a token of good measure and uh, of uh, good faith. Um, unfortunately, Boren, very guarded, very uh, difficult to get into his confidence, and kept Croak and Malachi at arm's length. Uh, mm-hmm. So Croak decided to begin stalking even more, and being even more creepy, and followed the two girls home to figure out where they lived, uh, stalked the guards and tried to talk with them to figure out their rotations, uh, spent many nights watching the doorway of Boren's place, and generally got as much info as he could in the creepiest manner possible. Oh, also of note, it seems that Croak and Zinli have entered into a somewhat physical relationship that Croak <laughs> wished to exploit at uh, the moment of most convenience. And that was the first half of the show, up until Van decided to stop playing Tetris and get a quest <laughs> for the party to go on. Alright, do you want to do this bit, Van, or should I? Uh, I think you should do it, because I think... I, I kind of want to see your perspective on everything. Okay, so, I mean, bear in mind, I was struggling to sort of understand what everyone was saying, but I believe that we were asked by the same person that gave us the quest about the, um, the whereat. Yeah. Yeah, to uh, investigate missing uh, people on the road towards Hillsborough. So, um, once we could pry Croak away from his investigations, we set out on the road. Uh, we got from Redport to Clydesdale without much uh, concern before traveling to Hillsborough, and we got about 90% of the way there, but the road converged through a sort of a, you know, a mountain pass, is that right, Neil? Yes. Or a hill, a hill pass, at least? Hill pass. A valley through the hills. Um, I think we all kind of got a bad feeling that if something was going to happen, it was going to be here. It, it was all very enclosed in and felt like we were being watched. And out of nowhere, without much time to react, we were set upon by three huge spiders that leapt on all three of us. Um, I was bitten on the neck. Uh, managed to cast sleep on the one that was attacking Greg, which freed him up to draw a torch and scare the other two away. Uh, unfortunately, my bite got worse and worse. And uh, fearing the worst, and Malachi knows a lot about giant spiders, after about 10 minutes of waiting for whatever was going to happen to happen, uh, he imbued his potion of vitality, which he got off the siren, which uh, made him immune to poison and disease... And as a side effect for the next seven days, means that I don't have to sleep to be fully rested, which I think means I can learn spells whenever I like. That uh, is we then, correct. We then uh, continued the march into town to yeah, try think, and um, save Van, because Van had been bit as well. Yeah, I think I ran ahead of the party and just sprinted to town with like but, a uh, giant spider head that I decapitated in my arm. Oh, yeah. But uh, he was too resilient to fall to the spider's poison, and despite it affecting him, he was fine. And I think that's where we ended up, right? In in, in Hillsborough, having uh, survived the road, just about. Yeah, I think Van's unconscious in the cathedral right now. Oh, okay. One of the, yeah, one of the churches. He has four HP left, I think. <sighs> yeah. Close. Yeah. And I think that was it, right? I think that was most I, of what happened. I think that's it. So, uh, Malachi and Croak, why don't you each take 100 experience? Oh, wow, we should split the uh, intro more often. <laughs> Doubled up on experience. Uh, I thought it was going to be 50 each. It probably should have been, but... <laughs> it's, it's too late now. It's too late. We were entertaining, okay? Yeah, you yeah. guys were great. 
Um, I have a book. I have a bookkeeping question before we kind of begin. Um, I realized uh, during the two weeks we were off that I'm probably running a little bit low on time. When? How far away are we from the day I told the kids to meet me? I don't think it's been three weeks. No, but if we spend a week and a half trudging around the hills looking for some unknown set of wagons and that may have disappeared and may have been eaten by spiders or worse. A week and two days. Currently, it is Tuesday, the 23rd of February. You've agreed to meet the children on the 2nd of March, which is a Wednesday. That's not too bad. We did, um... We... Like, the whole spider encounter was only a couple hours outside of town, so it shouldn't take too long to investigate here, and it was about five days to get back. Well, let me put it this way, in character. uh, I don't believe that some spiders are the reason uh, caravans are going missing, you know? Well, maybe we're discussing uh, in the... We wouldn't expect them to be ambushing them. I fear it's probably much worse. I have no idea what, but we heard talk of basilisks and giants and hobgoblins and other such nonsense out here. I am much more concerned that this might be a fight a little bit more than some spiders. I agree with you, Croak. I think if uh, it had been some random monster that had attacked these people, we'd have found their caravan on the road, abandoned. Well, if it had been the spiders, I think we would have found it for sure, because the spiders sure as hell ain't dragging it off anywhere. So it must be... An ogre, or what other monsters did you say exist in these hills? Bandits. Is it ogre? I thought it was giant, which is what's giants. much more scary in my mind. Yeah. Giants, giant. ogres, orcs, hobgoblins, basilisks, rocks, many Thank things. Thank you, random priest. The, all of those things um, are very scary. So, I'll, I'll assume that I'm in the tavern for this conversation then. So, I think when Van's leaving the cathedral that he got helped at, he leaves 10 gold in the donation tray. Because, like, mm-hmm. he almost died from that poison. I think he kind of sees them as having saved his life. Mm-hmm. Are you still one HP though? Four. Four, okay. Yeah. Ah, Van, it's good to see you. Did you uh make it back in time? Van's like super pale. He's got like droopy bagged eyes. He's just like I need a drink for this. Oh, well I guess that poison wasn't fatal after all. Very nearly. I I imagine without the aid of the uh without the aid of the church I may have fallen. Mm. Probably best I drank that potion then. Sorry. No, go on. Neil, could I have gotten aid during the, the night we spent there from a healer or from the temple to try to regain some HP? In Hillsborough? Well, in Clydesdale, right? Because that's where we ran back to. Right. No, no, you no, ran no, we from Hillsborough. Yeah. We were only a couple hours out. So, so we left... I don't think so. No, we no. left Clydesdale for a couple of hours, got oh. ambushed by spiders, and then sprinted to Hillsborough? No, no, you no, left we Clydesdale were... for a couple of days. Yeah. You were a few hours out from Clydesdale okay. during the ambush. Yeah. Okay, so yes, in Hillsborough. Yeah. Um, I think it's. I think we're still that same day. I don't think you guys yeah, have slept yet. I think okay. we're coming in like an hour after the rest of you guys arrive in town. Okay. And yeah. eventually you guys meet up somewhere. I didn't realize. Sorry. Yeah. So I guess maybe I say, do you know, I feel, I feel great. I feel healthy. I don't feel tired. I, I don't even really feel like I need to eat. I don't know, it felt like this before. I wonder how long this is going to last. Van just kind of looks at you and goes, we're all so proud of you. <laughs> and just takes a long drink. <laughs> so I guess I might drink in loads of alcohol, but not getting drunk. Yeah, I mean, totally. the poison. Yep. Oh, look, 
Look at this. And I'm like necking like shots of whatever liquor they've got there. <laughs> you start a drinking contest with somebody. <laughs> it, it has like no effect on you. That You don't even get... There's no intoxication whatsoever. You're as sober as if you were drinking water. Yeah, he has the Legolas scene from Lord of the Rings. The, uh, I feel a tingling in my fingers. I think it's beginning to affect me. <laughs> yeah, so I think maybe I'm uh, humming up a bit in the bar. Because uh, we know that I almost died, but I think Malachi kind of feels like he probably would have been all right. Anyway, you know, like, taking the potion. I don't, I don't, because I, he doesn't know that he was going to die, right? Right. So I'm feeling pretty happy with everything right now. I'm pleased about the potion, and uh, I'm trying to encourage everyone else to have a good time. But I guess mine is oh kind of down in the dumps. No, can Croak, like, organize betting drinking contests around Malachi? Can I, like, enter him into contests? Like... Uh, like five gold to any man that wants to try to outdrink my my wizard friend. What, a dwarf man. immediately steps up to that and goes, Five gold? Five gold. Bah. Might as well hand it over now, son. I don't know. This man's got a liver like iron. Look at him. He's got to weigh 10 pounds if he weighs anything at all. <laughs> It isn't about weight, Dwarf. It's well, let's height. see you put your coin where your mouth is. We need some shots, bartender. Uh, Neil, before they inevitably start a bar fight, Van walks off into the corner and casts his last Cure Light Wounds on himself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, heal your HP. Alright, so I'm Ooh. up to 12. I, I say, um, ha, five gold. Look at the size of this guy. It's not even worth my time. <laughs> Them's fighting words, son. Well, why don't you put your money where your mouth is? Let's call it 20. Why don't we call it 50? Alright, fine. He gets a smug, satisfied look and nods his heads. His other dwarven buddies come over and clap him on the shoulder. I look at the other dwarves like, any of you want in on this? You think you can outdrink my man? Are you kidding? Look I'll at him! him. Look what at him! Let's Van call it 100 and I'll drink you all under the table. Oh my god. Before Vance we first. make this bet, let me see your money. I ain't getting swindled by no poor folk. I pull out ten platinum coins. Bam. And I just show them off. I, like, run them through my fingers like gamblers. Uh, one of the dwarves comes to, like, take one out and examine it. Do you let him? No. I, 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 I put him away. I'll, I'll hand him. I'll pull out, like, a gold coin so you can examine this. Uh-uh. You're going to bet with that platinum there. I want to make sure it ain't silver. Fine, I will hand him one, but I will watch him like a yeah. hawk. He takes it, he smells it, he licks the coin, he kind of bites it a little bit, turns it over, kind of like, with you nearby, goes over and looks at it in the light, and comes back and hands it over to you with a suspicious look and a nod. Alright. He looks back to the other guys and shakes his head, that's not them. Alright, we'll take you on. 100 gold right. coins? He... Pull, yeah. he ruffles around in a pouch and pulls out a bunch of small, very small emeralds and right. puts them on the table in front of him. Bartender, your choice. Uh, at this point, the party of six dwarves has gathered around this table and many other patrons have come around too, hearing a hundred gold on the table for each side. So two hundred gold on a drinking game. Outlandish. Never heard of before. Uh, Vance well, is reviewing his spell list for the inevitable fight that's going to break out. I am going to feign being drunk a little bit. Right? I don't want to just be completely or utterly sober because they're just going to assume that there's some magic involved. So I'm going to feign getting drunker and drunker but not 
falling under the table. All right. Um, so the first set of drinks come out, and there's no point in rolling anything because you just can't get intoxicated, you cheating bastard. Yep. Um, so instead, I want you to give me a charisma check. Uh, like and you know what? I'm going to give you a charisma check at a plus five to it. Is that okay. a minus five, technically? Because he oh, won. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like a plus five to his oh, to what he can charisma roll. score. Yeah. Perfect. Well, Beautiful. Pass. Yeah. Alright. So you act with that with ease, drunkenness. It's not too hard when people are expecting you to be kind of drunk. Yeah, I'm uh, that drunk as well, right? So. Oh yeah. Well the the one guy is definitely drunk. The others have been casually drinking, but they're they're not intoxicated. You know, it's mm. it's only eight PM. It's early for them. So as as he starts to get drunker and drunker, I'll start to throw some uh, insults at him and you know, you call yourself a dwarf? <laughs> <laughs> Wizards and their stupid spells. You an axe and a pick is what makes a man, not a not a book and a quill. Yeah, there is no spells here, dwarf. Did you see any spells? Yeah, wait. Does he know he's a wizard? Like Malakad is a wizard. I think I call him a wizard. Yeah, Yeah. Croak referred to him as a wizard. Um, the drinking continues. The dwarf gets steadily more and more drunk until he's just kind of bobbing his head on the table in front of everyone. Um, he refuses to give up. Eventually, he will fall unconscious. Yeah. But so after that amount of poison, we got to make some saving throws for him, though. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're shaming him in front of his whole family here. Yeah. Um, oh, God. He, I don't want to take his gold. Yeah. Of course you want to take his gold. Take all of his gold. Yeah. I've only got 84 gold, so this is a pretty big win for me. <laughs> 11 dwarves. We should be able to afford horses. Yeah. Dwarves get a plus one to their poison save for every three and a half points of con, I believe. Yes. Yeah. So a Every three or every three and a half, yeah. So 11 con is seven. That's a plus three to his poison save. Um, so if he rolled a 15 total and his poison save as a zeroth level is 16. Okay. Um, so is this like dwarf passes out dies? complete. No, oh, yeah, I, th- I think this guy has some level of alcohol poisoning here. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, for all you guys see right now is that he passes out on the table eventually. Um, Okay. There's resounding cheers around the bar on booze from the other side. The... Three cheers for Malachi Iron Liver! Oh. <laughs> so, does, do I, does Van see this guy, like, unconscious and, like, vomiting and kind of showing signs of, like, severe alcohol poisoning? Uh, his breathing's really slow. His face is kind of pale. No vomiting yet. Okay, Van casts aid on him to give him temporary HP. Oh, there we go. Hoping Leave him, Van. He'll sleep it off. Okay. I, um, I scooped the 100 gold off the table. And then throw five back at the other five dwarves. Hey, I buy yourself some drink. Well, it's, it's gems, right? You it's put nice little gems. emeralds on the table. Yeah. Okay, so I throw them five gold then and take the emeralds. And says, without aid, this man could die. He is. I kind of like look at all the empty like mugs on the table and just say, he has consumed ungodly levels of alcohol. Ah, oh, what do you know about it? Stupid human. Little alcohol never hurt anybody. Little alcohol per- hurt plenty of people. And I cast. Name on one. <laughs> Your friend? Yeah. <laughs> It'll be I fine! Can... 
I kind of like check his pulse and his breathing, and I say, "Well, I'll give him a better chance," and I give him five temporary hit points. Okay. How many emeralds is it now? Five. It is ten small emeralds worth I'd ten gold each. Yeah. Um, the dwarves pull their fellow away. Malachi gets all sorts of claps from people all around him on the back. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. And everyone eventually settles down back to their whatever they were doing before. Yeah. Well, it was the easiest hundred gold I ever made. We need to go to another town and do this again. <laughs> I'm here every it's night this week. It's a legend of Malachi travel far and wide. <laughs> I should probably be careful before we leave town again. I'd rather not have another encounter with those spiders unprepared. I agree. So, Although actually, I Neil. Think... Sorry, go on. Uh, I did carry one of the spider heads with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I literally chopped its head off. From right. Um, I guess it is pretty late now, but I asked around about there being an alchemist in town, and I asked if he had a sample of the spider's venom, which I assume it's poison glands to be in its head. Right. He could actually have some venom in its head. So I, I uh, ask her. I want to ask around, like, is there an alchemist in town? Because I want to go to an alchemist and ask if he could prepare some sort of, uh, some sort of antidote if he had a sample of the venom. Yes, there is an apothecary in town. Okay. Yes. And you're always thinking of the good things. You're a smart man, Van. Smarter than I give you credit for. I do what I can. And um, so I assume that he's not around this late at night. I'd have to wait until tomorrow. Yeah, shops are usually closed at this point. Okay, so then I um, Van just reserves a room and gets ready to sleep for the night. Okay. Um, I do want to make a note, as long as we're on the topic, I guess we're a little far away from it, from meeting up with your kids again, Croak. That yeah. is a five-day journey back to Redport. Yeah. Okay, so I need to leave now. You have about nine days, don't you? Because um, we're going into Wednesday the 24th, and you're supposed to meet the kids on Wednesday the 2nd, so like a week from today. Okay. So we've got two days. Been... Okay. We can at least spend tomorrow investigating. Yeah. We, we could spend tomorrow investigating, uh, but I think... This is my fear, that uh, this may be more than just the three of us can chew off all at once without a lot of time to prepare. Uh, perhaps we could let me do about my business uh, in Redport. We could ask around, get a few spears to help us out and come back. Well, Croak, it, it's a five-day journey. We did travel all the way here and nearly died for our trouble. I, I think within two days, with it only being a couple hours out of town, we should be able to do some investigation. We can do some investigation. I I fear that uh, it will just result in us finding things that we can't quite uh, deal with. But hopefully your optimism proves well. I'm I'm here. Let's investigate. Van pulls up a ledger and kind of like sort of flips to a page where he had some notes taken. He mentions uh, when I I asked people about the disappearances, many of them mentioned that while their goods were missing, there was no sign of a combat, no blood available. That would explain, spider poison would explain it. They were bitten by spiders. The spiders were treated after a moment and then shortly after... Whoever was traveling died to the poison. I've never right. seen a spider take gold. It's possible their goods were looted shortly afterwards. I like pull my shirt down and show the what I imagine is like a huge welt on my neck. I mean, we all have them. Yeah. Say, so, Van, don't you think that uh, somebody might have noticed these on the bodies if that's what happened? Uh, nobody found the bodies. The bodies had disappeared. Oh, okay. That's the thing. There was no sign of fighting, but there were no bodies either, which makes me suspect spiders. They could have poisoned them, waited for them to die, dragged them off to some cavern. I hope I hope you're right, because spiders would be one of the more benign potential threats out there. 
Yes, if I have no intention of fighting a giant. If we encounter anything of that scope, we should. Now, Van, I didn't retreat. I didn't speak to the sheriff myself, but uh, didn't he just want us to find the the reason for these disappearances? I believe he'd pay more if we took care of it. No, that's, that's probably payment, right. Said the payment was flexible. Yeah, the payment was flexible. He wanted to know why, and then like he would pay us more if we could solve it. How does uh, a group of three men destroy all the spiders in a, a range of miles? Well, fire. fire is one. I want to speak to the apothecary in town to have uh, antidotes made for the venom. Perhaps uh, creating a supply of antidotes to give to travelers would be a more appropriate solution, achievable solution. If we could organize the manufacture and supplement the cost. That is possible. We, I, if I could have an apothecary make a uh, sample of that antidote, we could bring it to the Lord of Hillsborough. Who is who oversees this town? Um, this you can ask a person in the tavern if you'd like. Yeah, I asked someone. It is... Um, actually, don't have anything written down for Hillsborough yet. Uh, it... Where's my notepad? Here we go. It is Baron uh, Wiley. Baron Wiley. Perhaps if we can run this past uh, the Baron and he okays it, we could bring the the um, antidote recipe back to Redport and uh, make sure that all travelers heading towards Hillsborough were given an antidote. That could be done. Seems to me to be a more achievable goal than I, yes. I think we should every spider. Yes, we should at least investigate a bit. See if we can. If there's any other clear threat on the roads, we should make sure that is known as well. But we can check to see if okay. Check to see if we only find the spiders. Right. I don't think what? we out. You have a good point. Why don't we speak to this alchemist tomorrow morning, and then we'll head out. Head out after that. Search the hills. Return in the evening and. Uh, See, make way back to Red Pulse on the next day with hopefully good news. Yes, I would beg an audience with Baron Wiley before we go. Uh, tell yep. him about the situation on the road. Ask him to spread the word around town. That sounds like a job for yourself. Of course. And yeah, I, I think Van just gets a room and goes to sleep. Okay. Well, I'm not going to sleep now. All right. What are you going to do instead? I guess I'm going to learn forget. Um, okay, because you are still working on that. Um, Does he learn spells faster now since he can study like twenty four hours a day? Yeah, yeah. Up till now, it's been it, up till now it's been eight hours per day studying a spell. Uh, but if you want to sit and just keep studying twenty four hours a day because you are permanently rested or mm. temporarily permanently rested, uh, you can, to the exclusion of all other things, study. Well, I'll win the drinking contest and then go up to the room and I'll study all that night. So I suppose that's a day. Right, that's eight hours. Yeah. And then I'll get another eight hours in like I usually would during the day as well, but that'll be later. Okay. So I'll just get one day in now. I'd like to find a proficient healer or somebody to, like, tend to my wounds. There, you can find a surgeon who will come and stitch you up and look at your wounds and, you know, patch you up. Uh, it's a gold per day of service from him. Yeah. Um, since you guys were in combat yesterday, you don't get natural healing. No. Tonight. So you get the one from the surgeon, and then is it just you get one extra HP every day? If you have uh, every night that so you would get your one HP 
the next night. Well, how do we say? Uh, we started on Tuesday evening coming into town. So mm-hmm. if you see a surgeon, a doctor who will come, a, a trained healer, you will gain your HP Wednesday night on the 24th. It just—it's a thing that needs to happen because yep. I don't have very much to begin with. Yeah, I need to go into every fight at full. Okay. Um, anything else we need to do before we roll into Wednesday? Uh, I don't think so. All right. Yeah, I think I'm going to send you some spells for the next day. Fantastic. Uh, Wednesday it is. All right. Well, uh, I guess I finished doing my eighth hours study, and head downstairs to continue reading in the breakfast room and wait for everyone else to wake up. Okay. So I'm sitting there, I'm, you know, I've got my pipe, got my, my leg crossed over on the book. I'm sort of flicking through it, smoking, waiting for everyone to trickle down. All right. You got, eventually the party gathers. You're all in this common room of the inn. You hear people all around you chatting about various events. A couple of things catch your ears, though. Dan pulls out the ledger. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The first thing that catches your ear is someone's talking about Anvil. Um, And you guys overhear this rumor of Anvil having fallen to the Bastards of the Firewood. Oh, fuck. Yeah, it seems that Baroness Adina Largewise has been killed, and the heads of House Threshen have been burned alive in their own keep. Um, Sounds looks... like we got out of there at just the right time. Shit. Other local lords, seemingly tired of resisting the bastards for so long, have surrendered. Hostages have been taken, and... You keep saying the bastards, like the bastards of the firewood, we've not heard of them before. You might have heard a rumor of them before, but Croak might have forgotten. Um, okay. I remember. No, we, I remember. We, yeah, we were told about them in town at one point. I remember somebody mentioned that it was like a big issue that Andil faced. No, but that might have been in the one shot, Sean. No, we we heard about that later, but I do remember okay. when we were in yeah. Andil, somebody mentioned that they it, were. It, I, I really don't think so, but sounds good. I'm they, forgetful. They were like they're like a prominent issue, or they were a prominent issue for the town, right, Neil? So I'm pretty sure we found out what was going on in Andil. I think what it was is when we got to Anvil, we said something about the forest being dangerous because of the spiders, and they were like, oh, it's not the spiders you need to worry about. Oh, yeah. It's the bastards of the firewood. Oh, it was just bandits. That's what I... Okay, sure. Reggie might have had some sort of connection. I don't remember. I'm pretty sure we heard something about them. But we don't know what we know about their leader. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. That was was the one shot. Um, the The Anvil is in Flat County, and the county seat is Fortune, a town pretty far away. Uh, there's come no word from Fortune if they're going to be mounting some sort of offensive against it, and everyone's just kind of wondering what's going to happen now that these bandits have literally conquered a major town and the surrounding villages, and Bur- killed saying, multiple nobles. Book, stay far away from Anvil. Yeah, we need to remember that. Um, let's see. Last night, during the drinking, you guys also heard a rumor that there's this uh, family over in Thornwood called the Red Shield family, and they have been stripped of their lands uh, lands and titles. There is a 100 GP reward, uh, 10,000 GP reward 
for bringing in their matriarch who has vanished and escaped, but she is rumored to be a witch of great strength and power. Ah, we have uh, timelines. All right. Um, and the other thing you hear people talking about is this um, wagon load of taxes that was going from Hillsborough to Clydesdale that had oh. been sacked along the road. Um, mm, so we didn't hear that before, so it's taxes. So I think uh, as we hear that rumor, a hush falls over the group, and I look towards Croak. And then we both look towards Van. I a spider that collected taxes. Uh, yeah, but suddenly I'm thinking, you know, dollar signs in the eyes, right? We collect all the taxes, whereas Van wants to probably give them back to the town. <laughs> Apparently, the cart was carrying hundreds of platinum along with other wealth, being the yearly taxes that Hillsborough is supposed to pay, pay to Clydesdale, because Clydesdale's the county seat. Hillsborough is oh. just a barony. Um, and apparently there's a knighthood in it for whoever can retrieve the taxes, as well as a substantial monetary reward for his or her men. Hmm. Well, clearly I need to be knighted. <laughs> I'm not sure any of us really suits the uh, the knighthood. Maybe oh, but think of all the doors that would be yeah. open to me. Wait, would it be common for a cleric to ever be knighted? Or would that it would free? not be common, but it is possible. Okay. You're the face of the party, like... I don't think we have a leader, but you're the very clear face. So they yeah. would knight you. They'd be like, Sir Van Clerickson. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could well, also try to like shove hundreds of platinum down your pants and just hope Van doesn't notice. Well, I mean, if it's hundreds of platinum, we could take like half of it and be like, I don't know what happened to the other half. It must have been some hobgoblins. Huh? Well, it seems that uh, Croak, maybe this, uh, this mission here is more important than we had first thought. Ah. You never did say what it was that you, uh, what this business is in Redport that you have. I, we, you're quite aware of it, Mr. Malachi. You're a part of it. I guess I look over to Van. And look back to Croak and say, ah, right, I see. Yes. Well, um, let's see what we can find, but, uh, I suggest that we keep at this. This seems to be a great reward. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, uh, Van, should we go and speak to this alchemist? Uh, yes. I you can bring your dismembered spider head. Yeah, this like starting to somewhat rot spider head. Yeah. It's, like, it's, it's only been a day. It's yeah. yeah. Spiders don't rot either. They like dry up, don't they? They do. I'm yeah. sure all the alcohol in the tavern is probably just, you know, making it totally sterile anyways. Croak, would you care to join us? At the alchemist? Yeah. Um, no, I think I'll pass. I'm going to go investigate uh, the prices on a, a horse that could carry my hefty girth. <laughs> oh, yeah. Should we should we actually mention that to the people on the... Uh, or to the viewers, since that's a bit of a change for us? What's up? What, what are we mentioning? Uh, Neil sent us that message about being armed in towns. Oh. I'm not worried about it. It only really affects... Like, you're the only one who's in heavy armor, and yeah, you're I think... a cleric, so you could probably get away with it. Yeah, I think the well, I think the thing is, um, if I'm gonna have like backup armor, because I probably wouldn't wear like plate in town then, so I probably want to carry the chainmail still. At which point, I mean, either way, if you walk it. around in full plate or you walk around chainmail, you're gonna be heavily armed. Yeah. I wouldn't worry about it, right? Like, it's it's gonna be up to the proprietor of the establishment to determine whether or not they're gonna be suspicious, right? Yeah. 
I would imagine that very nice places eye you differently than has been recently, but most places are going to eye us mostly the same. Yeah. We're a wandering band of people that are mostly in like normal clothes and have a sword on our back. So we're armed, but we're not really suspicious. And you're a cleric, so you're probably allowed to get away with a little more. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Is it a little bit different if a cleric is wearing like pretty heavy gear? Because he's kind of a Plus, sort of higher I think they might just assume you're a paladin. Uh, if a if a man of God walking around plate wanders from town to town, like there's a real chance that it's just going to be paladin van if you don't correct them. Possibly, uh, maybe not quite paladin because they are but holy warrior. They'll probably see holy warrior, crusader, man of God in armor. But I mean, there are so few paladins that they're all known by name and reputation. Yeah. Um, I don't. I wish I had a list of the paladins wandering this land for you. That's something maybe we can have ready for next time. But would you say that? You guys are right about the, of chess. about the higher social status that you get. Like, nobles could walk around in plate armor, and no one would really give a fuck. Um, mm -hmm. And if you can make sure that you are, like, displayed as a cleric of cheese, it people will see what's going on, and yeah. you'll I mean, your probably... plate armor's going to be stylized with yeah. cheese. Right? I it's also wanted to get, like, a coat over it, too. With, like, the, yeah, it'd be pretty hard not to see it as, like, see that. holy yeah. plate. So you guys will be... You'll get a... You should be able to do that without problem. Um, okay. For the viewers, what they're talking about is we had on stream recently written up some kind of guidelines for how people react to other people in armor. And so if you're in we weapon armed or armored, so if you're lightly armed, like you have a dagger or you have a walking stick or something like that, no one really cares. If you're light, uh, mediumly armed or just armed, maybe you've got like a leather armor on or you've got a short sword at your side or you've got like a club or some sort of weapon that's like a war weapon, but you're not like armed to the teeth. People are a little bit suspicious of you, but you can kind of go about your business without too much trouble. If you walk around in heavy armor or have a lot of weapons or have like a two-handed sword or, and you look like you're looking for a fight, sort of heavily armed, uh, you'll find a lot of doors are closed to you and a lot of people are unwilling to talk to you and will just treat you with more suspicion and concern. Now that can be to your advantage or to your detriment depending on what you're doing, but I'm just trying to fold in your character's appearance to how people react to you a little more. Um, I guess I'm already used to people reacting to me weird. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Okay. I think it makes sense, though, because, like, armor's uncomfortable to wear. So I'd imagine, you know, you probably don't just wear it on a daily basis around towns. Okay. Well, are you wearing it at breakfast this morning? I Yeah, I kind of actually mentioned in one of Van's descriptions that he wears armor because he kind of looks effeminate and he thinks that the armor kind of gives him that more imposing sort of man of power look, man of authority. Okay. So maybe that Malachi's aware that you're doing that and chuckles silently to himself about it sometimes. But, uh... <laughs> so, Van, shall we uh, head to this alchemist? Uh, yes, let's go. Let's go. It's been a long night. So I could do with the stretch of my legs. Okay, you guys find yourself at this apothecary shop um, somewhere in the middle of Hillsborough, which is, by the way, a walled city on the coast, also next to a bunch of mountains. Um, okay. Anywho, you Let's enter go. the apothecary shop. What does he look like? The she, proprietor he. is a man dressed in long gray robes that kind of drag along the floor. He's much, much older, probably 70 or 80, has a bit of a hunch in him as he walks around. A, a long gray beard comes about uh, to the bottom of his, his sternum. Um, unkempt hair kind of follows down along. It looks like he's not 
washed or cut or trimmed his hair in maybe a decade. Um, okay. So I turn my nose up a little bit and then try and hide it. Mm-hmm. And I say, uh, hello there, my learned friend. Hmm. Welcome. Welcome. What can I do you for? Well, I come with an interesting proposal. And I, uh, I motion to, to Van to shove the spider head on the So I kind of put this giant rotting spider head on the table and I say, this is the uh, head of a poisonous spider. It, its poison is not necessarily deadly, but can be. It's, uh, it's possible one can survive it, but it could also very easily kill a man. How would you like to do a service to your town and to the people of the Barney and the county? These spiders have been attacking travelers along the roads. We're looking to get a recipe for its antidote. Also, if you could produce us a couple uh, doses of that antidote, we would be appreciative. That would be totally sweet. Mm. These spiders are common, well known to all. Then it should be a simple task for one such as yourself. Would the antidote already be known then? Antidotes for spider poison are difficult to make. They can be done, but they are time-consuming, labor-intensive. What is the required ingredient that makes it such a slow process? It is not the matter of ingredients, but carefully mixing them and heating and cooling and letting them steep amongst each other. You do not require the venom of the spiders to create oh, the antidote. Oh, I do. I do, young one. I do. Do you need it in the potion? Or is it simply something you need to know to produce it? It is a is it? material component. <laughs> do you... Re- yes, I do. Spider creates one potion or ten or twenty? One spider? Uh, yes. How about, how about you extract some of the could you at least extract some of the venom? Not necessarily make the potion, but see, make a rough estimate of how many doses of the potion you can make from that uh, head that we brought. I could, I could, and I would like to create this antidote for you. It's a tricky thing. I have many apprentices who need practice working on these things. Uh, it is, as I said, labor-intensive and time-consuming. These things do not come cheap. Right. Uh, for now, could you simply remove some of the venom and tell us uh, a rough estimate of how much that would be able to make? Hmm. He looks at the spider's head, turns it over, kind of squats down behind his counter and fusses with some things for a little bit, comes back with a kind of leather fabric that's been folded over on itself and unwraps it. There's a bunch of scalpels and medical tools. He takes a few of them and starts poking around on the bottom side of the spider, kind of making a cut underneath where its mouth would be, um, and then digging into its head a little bit. Um, eventually, he comes across this kind of large purplish organ sacky thingy in the head and points at it with the, a knife, but without touching it, and says, hmm, it seems this spider has already bitten someone. That would probably have been me. Yes. Some of its venom has been injected already. You seem to have survived well enough, he says. Kind of Very narrowly. Looking I, uh, at you from side to side. Yeah, I, I kind of 
gesture to my symbol and say, I I have means to recover quickly, but I it, it very nearly took my life. The gods took mercy on his soul. Hmm. Well then. I suppose if all goes well, I could produce three antivenoms. I'll have you know the term antivenom is a bit of a misnomer. No non-magical potion exists that will guarantee a poison does not take root. These antivenoms will simply help your natural immune system fight off the nastiness. Would you imbue the antivenom prior to the spider attack or once you had been bitten? Before would be better, mm. but I doubt one knows exactly when they'll be bit. It should be drunk as soon as you can. Do you want? Do you know how long this would remain in one system? How long it would offer protection? The venom took a little over ten minutes. Or... I, if we were to imbue the antivenom on the way out of town and adventured for hours and hours, it, it metabolizes protection? quickly. Maybe a half an hour, and then you will probably have a very strong urge to urinate, and it will come out as a fire. <laughs> well, and uh, how much would you charge for this service? Well, I do have apprentices to train, so why don't we call it 50 gold per antidote produced successfully? Do you take me for a fool, old man? I take you for a man who's desperate not to be eaten by spiders. A well-moneyed man. Look at you. I doubt With your fancy robes, your nose held high in the air. You come in here acting like you know what you're talking about. Oh, you don't know the half of it. I believe that's what people say to you daily. <laughs> well, 50 gold. Fun. Well, let's, uh, look, how about, uh, 30? Is your life really worth so little? You see, now, my original proposal here was these spiders have been causing trouble on the road for many travelers. Perhaps if the the Baron were to bring you more business to create more of these antidotes, you could make a great fortune. Now, I would be more inclined to send that business your way <laughs> if you'd done me a favor. You don't think the Baron knows these things can be done? Antidotes are rare, but common knowledge. It's not the poison that kills most people. It's the spiders. And you would know, would you? Head out onto the road often? trapped behind this door all day for years and years on end what would you know of the world uh, and you still wish to do business with me even with this disdain in your voice young man the antidotes are mine to make you can leave at any time alright well he's put me in my place a little bit I'll, I'll stay quiet I uh, How about you, we offered to buy two from you for a hundred gold, and if you can make three, then three for a hundred seems like a good deal, does it not? 
you take me for a sandwich shop? <laughs> yes. Can I have one? Do you sell sandwiches? <laughs> Tell you what. Could you extract the venom and keep it in a container for now? I we have a friend who is able to spend money a bit more liberally. We can ask him his thoughts on this uh, on this purchase. Here for the extraction, and I'll give him five gold. He nods and in both hands takes the spider head and kind of gingerly sets it down behind the counter. You can even hear his knees creaking as he stands back up and he kind of has his hand on his hips as he does Ugh. Thank you for your patronage, my lords, he says with a half-hearted, sarcastic bow. Shall we return in the evening? Perhaps we could, we could return earlier. For now, we should we should find our companion. Very well. Good day to you, old man. Mm, yes. He turns and starts shuffling towards a back door and starts calling, Jenna! Jenna! Get your gloves ready, little girl. Do you know, Van, I whisper as we're walking up, I really don't like the cut of his jib. I kind of, once we get out the door, I say, I know what you mean. People like him remind me that I desperately need to find the Fountain of Eternal Youth. Yes. It seems that all old men grow bitter and twisted. Perhaps people were never meant to live that long. It's the symptoms of a life wasted, with no adventure. Perhaps you're right. Well, course quality. You can't be an adventure if you hang out in the town all day. We should go find Croak and get things underway. Very well. I feel so alive today. And sheds a tear when he realizes that he rhymed and remembers Corny. These are what I want. These are like kicks, spiders. I just want. So yeah, we head off in search of uh, Croak. Yeah. yeah, I think you find Croak. Um... Croak's in the stables, bewildered by this large <laughs> manual um, that says both Dungeon Master and Monstrous Manual. It's very confusing to him. He can't. <laughs> is incapable of finding the warhorse entry. And despite people trying to help him, he's just like shooing them off in an agitated manner. It's in the player's handbook, isn't it? Page 90, chapter 6, money and equipment, table 44. Um, a riding yeah, horse... I, I see their prices. Oh. I want to know which one can hold me. And ah. I want to see their speeds. Um, oh. Page 105, player's handbook, money and equipment, chapter 6, is carrying capacities... But then you have to go to the monstrous manual to get the speeds, because why would you want to put all the horse information in a single place, right? No. That would make it easy to figure things out. And if it was easy, then it wouldn't be fun. Yeah, they'll just Carrying be capacities of animals. Beautiful. But if you don't spend half the session pouring through the books, you must be some kind of casual. Seriously. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just, I don't deal with horses often. My players tend to just walk. Well, walking is a lot less bookkeeping to do. You don't have exactly. to worry about where you left your horse or what you're going to do with it while you're off in the, the tunnels. Is it like, how much is it to stable a horse? It's not expensive. Uh, I don't think there's a price, but I think it's on the order of copper or silver a day. Um, None of the horses can carry me and move it in the full ring. How much do you weigh? <laughs> what do I weigh currently? Yeah. I weigh 273.7 pounds. Oh my god. You need like Jesus. a camel or an elephant to carry you. <laughs> <laughs> I need a heavy horse and it can move at two thirds. Yes. I'm at 
180 with 68 in equipment, so 248. Yeah. I'll probably get heavier. Oh, yeah, I'll definitely get heavier once I have the field played. Yeah. Um, well. I'm basically, I'm just inquiring about the availability of a heavy enough horse that's well-trained and quick that can get me... That can move faster than me walking. Does a two-thirds speed horse actually move faster than me walking? Uh, I think horses actually just go half quarter, and no move. They don't. Their speed doesn't break like. It says two-thirds in the book. It does. Okay. Yep. Shit, because my book says one half, so I don't. Uh, are you looking at the DMG or the player's handbook? Oh. Well. Uh, Neil. I just looked at I the book. Show it. It's it says that encumbrance is actually an optional rule. You do say two-thirds. Interesting. Encumbrance is an optional rule, but if you Reason. don't use it, there is no... Like, you can just carry infinite weight. Okay. I agree. It's an optional rule we should use. Yeah. It's kind of... It's, it's a non-optional optional rule. Okay. I, uh, I've been thinking about making like a thread that just keeps an updated list of all the rule changes we've made for Hardcore Heroes. Ooh, that would be fantastic. Uh, which one? I know we changed the living expenses per month, but didn't we do a second one? I feel like we and did. Encumbrance was the second one, and we, we are using some material components when uh, expensive or specifically yes. mentioned in the text of the spell. Yeah. Yeah, I, I might... Make a thread for that at some point. Actually, so if you are asking the stable master about horses in particular, he might have um, some horses have traits that can make them have higher carrying capacities and stuff. Uh, but so they'll be more can... expensive, and you're so muted. Croak. Can... Oh. Oh. I am. No, croak is. <clears throat> I don't know. I can't hear you. Yeah, I can't hear you either, Grunk. Nope. 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 No. You muted yourself on your mic itself, like maybe on the. Hmm. Um. Okay, Van. What were you saying before the? Oh. the... It might be time uh, for a break, anyway, Neil. Yeah, maybe. Oh, Probably you're fix. right. Why don't we go yep. to break and we'll fix the mics and do all that stuff, and when we come back. We will see about some spirited or charging horses and uh, some other stuff. See you guys in a few minutes. Bye-bye. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Hardcore Heroes. <clears throat> Hello. 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 Again, not sure if you're talking to us there or the audience. Um, I'm kind of talking to them. Okay. But when we first come, you're talking to us. No, I'm still talking to them. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Can I just say before we start, one of the nice parts, like it's nice not being in that hellhole of a dorm, but also I don't have all my D&D &D books when I'm in the dorms. I can't read all of my copies of the Encyclopedia uh, Magica. These uh, might be the best four books I've ever bought in my life. What is that? It's just literally four books, hundreds of pages each, filled with magical items. Wow. Literally like a dictionary for magical items. Yeah, the brown book goes like A through, what is it, D? And then the next book does the next set of letters, and the next set 
it's insane. And a lot of these magic items there have a table that you can take this property or this property or this property or this property or this property. And there's like yeah. 10 different kinds of healing potions. And that's the part. You can use them for inspiration and not even use the actual item itself. And Is there's it for 2A or? Yep. Yeah. There's also oh, randomization tables in the back that are pages long that you roll D1000s on to roll magic items. Mm-hmm. Those are the best. Mm-hmm. I love generation tables. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good stuff. Anywho. All right, so, and we find Croak at the stable. Do we yeah. Know? Looking okay, over so horses. Come, in, come into the stable. Croak, did you manage to find yourself a, a nag? You know, I, I just don't think that it's going to work. I, I tend to be of a rather Im- impressive girth, and uh, these horses need to be able to carry that around at top speeds. And, and unfortunately, despite the uh, great help that this uh, this uh, Mr. Neil, the stable master here, he, he helped me quite a bit, but it just won't work out. Well, I think I'm going to have to change. Uh, am I to believe that you are too heavy for a horse? Um, yes, yes, I am. Well, well, I've on. seen men in full plates armor riding horses, Crook. But they don't ride them very fast. Mm. It's one thing when I said that we may want to consider getting mounts. I may have misspoke. We could simply just buy a mule or a donkey, something to carry our supplies for us, so that we can carry extra provisions on the road. We can still walk. It just... I mean, if that's what you want to do, go by, by all means. What what I intended was to get something fast, so I could get back to Redport rather quickly. As I said, me and Malachi do have some business to attend to there. Uh, but I think that I might just need to find a way to put that off so that we have time to thoroughly investigate these missing taxes. I have a spell that could potentially allow you to send a raven. Um, Actually, grab let, me, spell for me. Yeah, let me double check to see exactly how specific it is as to how well I can control them. Is it for a basic horse deal? Is that seventy-five? I believe so. For a You're riding horse, this is not an issue. I can buy all the horses. Okay, so the spell is the spell enables the priest to call upon a, a tiny-sized creature of at least animal intelligence to act as his messenger. Does not affect giant animals and doesn't work on creatures of low, i.e., five intelligence or higher. Uh, if the creature is within range, the priest using some type of food desirable to the animal's allure can call the animal to come. Uh, allow to saving throw versus spell. If it's failed, the animal advances toward the priest and awaits his bidding. Continue with the animal in crude fashion, telling it to go to a certain place, but directions must be simple. Spellcaster can attach some small item or note to the animal. What's the duration? Oh, uh, range. Duration, one day per level. Hmm. You're level four. Yeah, so it, I think the one downside to that is if you're, are you just trying to reach those kids? Yeah. It'd be the kind of, where I could send like a letter to a castle, right? Yeah. Like, you have to give it very simple directions. Like, you know how you could have sent that letter to Hillsborough for me and didn't? Um, no, I think I'll just go with a messenger van. That is quite a trick. We should keep that in mind, but, uh, I'll find, I'll find a way to get in touch with him. I will make the charm spells useful one of these days. (laughs) God, uh, sometimes I wish I had just gone for a little bit more power gaming and chosen Martha as my, uh, deity, but fuck it, whatever. I like cheese a lot better. Yeah, I I actually like how it's gone, roleplay-wise. So I'm looking at the horses. Croak Van. I mean, I, I could get behind the idea of a horse. I think I could cast a spell off of the back of a standing horse. I say to the air. If, if the, the horse f- is still still, I could cast. I could cast right. Yeah, if, as long as it's not moving. Yeah. Uh, hmm. I mean, these are options. I, th- I think one thing we should consider right now is that it might not be the best purchase from Hillsboro, where we have lots of 
steep sloped and rocky terrain to travel. Maybe when we get back to Redsport, it'd be a better idea. I ask the stable master if there's a kennel muster. Scooby number two. Scooby Mark two. Well, we just get most of our dogs from Clydesdale. They got good kennels there, good stables too. Well, I mean, these stables are fan fantastic, but you know, Clydesdale is Clydesdale for name reason. Thank you, uh, Neil. I shall. Uh, I'll speak to someone in Clydesdale. Mm -hmm. This guy's name is Neil, right? It's been christened. Yeah, done. It's been christened, sir. Right, cool. <laughs> okay. All of my well, NPCs uh, sound like croak. I can't. I can't stop doing it. It's infectious. Yeah, You're very welcome. I guess that's like the common accent around these parts. Yeah, the, yeah, the lower that's what we classes. Decided, right? It's the peasant accent. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I grow restless in town. I feel, I feel we should get some work done. Shall we um, begin our investigations? Sure, Neil. Where could we buy an elephant? <laughs> um, far away in the elven lands. <laughs> uh, probably. There are. Can we take a look at the world map? I don't think we have a world map in World 20. Um, okay, if you look at Hillsborough and you go west from there, you reach this great and vast plains. I believe there are elephants that are over there. Um, and if not, I think there are elephants in the tether wilds. Okay, so... We'd have, we'd have to like find one in the wilds and then find a way. To uh, no, there are some towns that will have elephants for riding and things. Um, you wouldn't find one out here in Wake County, but if you go west of Hillsborough, there's some towns out there like Plainsview. It's northwest from there. You might be able to find elephants in Plainsview, uh, and I think north there's Weatherlight and Heatstroke, and those places might also have elephants for sale. Rarely, if you make your way all the way out to Fortune, the capital of uh, flat County, you can definitely find elephants for sale. Okay. I, I don't think they'll necessarily help us here, but if we got like a war elephant sometime in the future, we could probably just devastate the countryside with it. Yes, but they're expensive. They re eat that's a why, that's lot of food. Future. Yeah. We're far into the we future. could be fat Alibaba, though. <laughs> mm -hmm. Maybe we should check in with the, uh, the alchemist. Well, I he's never... So I, I asked Krog, Krog if he's okay with that deal, fifty gold per uh, antidote. I don't. I say I don't. Like I have some gold, but I can't. We I, need I to go out today gold. anyway, and he's doubt, it's doubtful that he'd complete the antidote, the anti venom, before we wanted to set out anyway. Hmm. We could always, perhaps, we should just go collect it from him. He said he'd put it in a container for us. The venom. Yeah, we might as well go and get that. <coughs> Maybe I may have alienated him slightly. Hmm. Um. I don't. I don't really know if it's necessary or not. Um, I, if he if he can complete them for the three of us, perhaps. I mean, well, I wouldn't require one. Huh? Yeah. Here, here's my issue with this. Uh, speaking strictly in game terms, here, like out of character, if Greg gets bit and he fails his poison save, he dies. Yep. Which is my yeah. biggest concern here. Like, I can pa I can fail one save and survive. That's why I think the horses might be a good idea. I think a I mean, spot I'm so low on health. If I get bit, I probably just die from the bite. Hmm. Like uh, I have seven health. Like there's a real chance a bite just kills me. Oh yeah. By the way, I cast a healing spell on me and a healing spell on Croak today. Forgot to 
mention that because we memorize spells and I always mm -hmm. take two healing spells as my like normal number of spells for a day. Roll them. Which one goes to who first? Uh, I'll do me first, then Croak. So four to me, two to Croak. Hmm. Maybe, maybe going out searching in the hills with Croak in such croak. a fragile position. We we could wait until uh until tomorrow. Give it one. I more mean, day. my max health, guys, is twelve. Yeah, it's still gonna kill you. I have no health. There will never be a time when Croak traveling from town to town is not potentially the last time we ever see Croak, right? Here's well, one random encounter in which we don't get initiative first, and there's a real chance Croak just dies. To look, why don't we why don't we hire some uh, mercenaries to come with us out into the hills? I'd feel here, safer in a group. Here, here's, I think we might just want to not fuck with these spiders. But Neil, when we looked at the like, they ran away from us, right? We chased them off with torches, and they ran like they bolted for it. Yeah. How fast were they? Were they faster than us? Ah. They scuttled away and then climbed a wall. Yeah. Um, looking up I'm wondering, like, now. when I saw it run away from me, would it have moved faster than I could have run away from it? I think because so. I don't want to kill those spiders at this point. I think that's a big risk to the party. I'd rather just scout it out and see if that's like the likely cause oh. of these people disappearing. Right. No, these spiders were super fast. Um, okay. If we, uh, if you watch rewatch that episode, I think they ha they were at a really big distance and yeah. closed it and attacked in a single round. You were surprised at how fast they were. Because we saw them, and yet they still kind of got on us before we could do anything to prepare. By the time we saw them, they were like on the cliff side right next to us. Maybe so I'm going to give it a different game. Just go do it, right? Malachi's immune. You can survive one, right? If I get bit right no, now. No, no. Let uh, let, let's head to the local taverns and seek to hire some mercenaries out. If this uh, bounty right. that we can uh, achieve is so great, then a few gold here to hire a few men to attack some spiders for us is just short change. One thing worth noting, if we develop a reputation for hiring mercenaries whenever we suspect that people are going to die, people will very quickly want to stop signing on as our mercenaries. I mean, well, the last I mean, mercenaries we hired didn't die. Yeah, and I mean, isn't that the point of a mercenary? You wouldn't We're hire We're a thousand percent. Look, let's, uh, let's go and see what, who we can find. So, I take a walk around the town and look for the tavern that's got, you know, the most rowdy kind of uh, you know, group of people surrounding it. Alright. You definitely come across a rowdy, rowdy tavern. I had success with this last time, so I'm going to go in, and uh, I'm going to give some looks to people, sort of like, if anyone stares me down as I walk in, I hold my gaze, and I walk towards the back of the room and find the table I can find. Alright. Um... What's the name of this tavern? Uh, this tavern's name is the Pig Bucket. Okay. The Pig Bucket. Alright, yeah. so I've got my hood up. I sit down in this table, and, uh, you know, I'll, I'll grab a bartender and get a drink if someone comes over to take an order. Mm-hmm. And I sit there for maybe 20 minutes, and eyeing up the crowd and trying to identify armored man. Um, there's definitely some folks in here in armor. You see a party of three dwarves all clad in chain mail with battle axes at their sides. They are and heavily armored. Dwarves yeah. are uh, resistant to poison, right? I know this. Yes. So I, uh, I, 
the three dwarves seem like a good choice, so I try and uh, catch their eye. Um, they're pretty oblivious to everything around them. You spend five minutes trying to catch their eye, and even when they look past you, they completely miss your, you know, attempts to get their attention. Okay. I put my, uh, my magic candle on the, on the table in front of me, mm-hmm. and the next time that one of their gazes crosses to me, I'll click my fingers and light it up. Ooh, clever. Um, the dwarf stops and looks at you. And then I give him a, you know, a come here motion. He elbows his friend and obviously points to you in your candle and says in what maybe was supposed to be a whisper, but you can actually slightly overhear from where you're standing. That guy there just snapped his fingers and a candle lit. Beckoned over to us. You think we should talk to... Oh, you don't speak Dwarven. All right, he no, says some shit in Dwarven that you don't know. Okay. Um, but it's kind of loud and kind of and very obvious. The other dwarves so all s- kind of but nod their heads and grumble to each other and then get up and uh, start coming over to you. Okay, I, uh, I put out the candle and place it back in my robes as they sit down. Neat trick, says the first one. Thank you, well, I had to catch your attention somehow. Hmm. A few friends of mine are thinking about heading out into the hills on a dangerous mission, and if danger is present, who better than dwarves to accompany me? Ah. Are you uh, a man with a sensible head? What sort of dangerous mission is this? Well, I don't know how much you know about this town. I only recently arrived, but from what I hear, there are all sorts of dangers in the hills. Aye. Great many. Something. Uh, sake. Sorry, are we here with you, Malachi? I don't think so, but you can be. I I didn't. Uh, actively if, leave on my own. That's, that's fine. I say, uh, we're looking for something in particular. It could take an hour. It could take a day or two. I'd you after to... the, the missing taxes, too? Ah. Just about everyone in town is. Hmm. Well, why aren't you out there already looking for it yourself? See, now the way I see it, it's a dangerous mission, one that might not pay off. You're going to give your life for something that might not net you any gold. But here, I can offer you a different deal. Now, if we find the taxes, the reward is mine to claim, but I will pay you handsomely for your involvement, and that way you can be guaranteed to return with something. What if we don't find any taxes? Well, then you still get your pay. Honest day's page for a honest day's labor. So, hmm. do they look like they might be first-level fighters, Neil, or do they look more impressive? Uh, they look like they... Well, you don't know. Okay, well, I'll, I'll say uh, a gold a day for each of you. Three gold a day. They look at each other and say, we don't do business... We don't seal business until we've had a chance to discuss it over drinks. Very well, I'll... Uh... They stand up and pat the table and give you like a, we'll be right back, sort of hand wave. What was the was it this the tavern we were in last night? Uh no. You were okay. in a different tavern. So they go away. I'll they wait. go away. Yeah. Um, they huddle together and talk in loud whispers that if you spoke dwarven you could probably overhear. Um, in the meantime, Croak, is there anything that you want to do in town? Um yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go find me a messenger. 
right. like a messenger service. <clears throat> yeah, you find a guy, uh, a, a service, I should say. All right, so it will. Unfortunately, the man I usually use to run my business is already out, and I'm in need of a message to arrive in Redport uh, about eight days from now. Uh, do you have a secure messenger that can do this for me? Absolutely, sir. Our messengers are the fastest and the most reliable. They'll get your message wherever it needs to go, rain excellent, or shine. Excellent. Well, um, there's uh, two business folk of mine that uh, are to meet me at uh, Redport at this spot, and I describe it um, in detail, and I say they're going to be meeting me on the eight days from now at about noon. I'd like him to be there and uh, deliver a message uh, to the to the two of them, uh, telling them that I have been held up on a prior engagement and shall be returning a bit later. Um, if they would meet me back in the same spot uh, five days hence, um, and then give them this package um, and say uh, theirs for uh, showing up um, and uh, good faith gesture on my part uh, so that I will be there uh, for the next meeting. Of course. Um, and I hand him a pouch. And I, I, it's sealed up, but inside of it is uh, 10 gold coins. Cool. Uh, and how will my man know your contacts? Um, I'm going to describe them uh, without saying they're orphans or whatever. But, like, uh, they're actually going to be uh, two uh, young men. Uh, they'll be wearing, I described their kind of, like, run-down clothes a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, they, they do some, some good labor for me, and unfortunately I won't be there to direct them. Yeah, he doesn't bat an eye at your description of these impoverished street urchins. Um, <laughs> he seems to take it all uh, and goes, okay, and do you have anything to let them know you are, uh, our messenger is a man of yours? Will they be needing verification? You know, I, I, I do not know that uh, you, you could you could tell them that uh, that uh, Croco sent your man and uh, you, you know give my description if need be. Uh, they they're young, but they should they should understand the the concept. Very well, sir. Uh, Redport is two and a half days away for our fast horsemen, and at a rate of five silver a day, that it comes to twenty five silver. Excellent, excellent. I hand him uh, three gold, and I say, uh, keep the change uh, as an insurance. Thank you. Um, he jots all this down on a piece of paper, um, shakes your hand, and then uh, goes and finds a very lightweight jockey to take the horse. All right. Um, back in the bar... Malachi, the three dwarves come back to you, slowly but surely. They say, Alright. We'll take the job. On one condition. Go on. Minimum three days employment. Cash up front. I can't give you the cash up front. I think you realize that. I can give you half. They nod. Alright, I'll give them five gold now. Okay. So I have them another four. And I've got them for three days, right? Right. Three gold each. Three days. Yeah, Sorry, three one gold each. nine. Right. Yeah. Cool. Alright, well, uh, I hope you're sober enough, because I think we'll be heading out soon. <laughs> Whoever heard of a drunken dwarf? I looked, I looked them up and down. What kind of... Do they all have same armor and equipment? 
Yes, they're all wearing chainmail with battle axes. Um, okay. No the shield. The one who was speaking the most to me is mm-hmm. the, the one in particular. I say, uh, what is your name? Redbeard. For well, the obvious Red... reasons. Well, Redbeard, you seem like a trustworthy dwarf to me. When we're out there in the plains, stick by my side. You two can, you know, work towards whatever objective is there at the time, but I'll need personal protection from Redbeard here. Personal bodyguard, got it. Alright, let's go, follow me. I lead them out and head back to the RN, looking for Croak and Van. Okay. The whole party is reconvened. Malachi has three dwarves in tow. Uh, Oh, no, Greg, you're muted again. Neil, is... Is it kind of like a common stereotype in this world that dwarves are, like, greedy and they tend to have, like, a very sort of one-track mind when it comes to gold, or is that just a Tolkien stereotype? I think that's just going to be a a Tolkien stereotype. Um, Dwarves are interested in metals and metal working and so maybe they are perceived as greedy because they have a desire for these metals but it's usually out of a desire to work them okay i think dwarves being greedy is a stereotype like blondes being dumb you know it's not really true but you know yeah that that makes more sense i think it was the rings of power that made them greedy in the first place so yeah. yeah Greg, can you talk it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, look, I brought us some new friends. Seems that I'm becoming quite a friend of the dwarves. Excellent. Excellent. I drank one of your folk under the table last night. Bullshit! That never happened. (laughs) I mean, I pulled off it. A whole cabin saw it with their own eyes. I'll show you when we return to town. Strong liver. Drink you under the table as well. Perhaps Never tonight, gonna happen. Perhaps tonight we can have another contest. If we return from our uh, our mission successful back to the tavern, I shall uh, I shall buy a little drinks and maybe you'll give me a chance to win my gold back. Or you could earn more. Well, a tale for another day. Let's uh, let's head out, shall we? Croak, meet my dwarven friends here. This is Redbeard, and I can only assume Brownbeard and Brownbeard the second. <laughs> like I smile is... at them and give them a, a, a small bow. An honor to meet you all. Now, uh, are we all ready to go? I'm, I'm itching to, to get out and get this underway. Yes, let's leave. I'll just and, and this is Van Helsing. He is a, a cleric from my hometown. Yeah. Van gives a very sort of polite, formal bow. Uh, they eye you with at first what seems to be suspicion. But they all seem to kind of... They're, they're looking at you like, is he cleric? Mm-hmm. I mean, after, like my... after looking at you for a while, seeing the proper holy symbols yeah. and your posture and your composure, they give you a, a grudging nod. Well, the sun rises high in the sky. Let us uh, make haste. Where to? Well, uh, well, I've paid you enough gold. What, what do you think? Do you know any more other than the fact that this uh, this cart went missing along the road? I suppose we should head to Clydesdale and turn off into the hills. What kind of creatures do you think might have an interest in platinum? Aside well, from the obvious. There's only three creatures out there that would 
have any sort of care for platinum, for coins of any kind. You got your ogres, you got your hobgoblins, mm. and, well, you just got your ogres and your hobgoblins, actually. Oh, good. Just I the two. For a minute, you're going to say, and dragons. Giants do not care for gold? I suppose not. I suppose not. There, there are dragons nearby. Uh, well, Hydroxis lives out off the coast, but he wouldn't attack a car, I don't think. And if he did, people would have seen that coming. I mean, he's got the big wings. He flies. It, it would I be assume, known. I assume these carts are usually. Let us hope we never run into a dragon. Mm. I assume these carts are usually well defended, would they not? I don't particularly know. They don't tell us when the carts are leaving that are carrying the tax dollars. Makes it too easy of a target. Look, I would I imagine that if you were to rob a cart, doing it out in the plains kind of near Clydesdale would be a suicide mission because there would be nowhere to hide said cart. Mm. If it's a monster, it has to have a lair somewhere nearby. Or if it's bandits or the like, then they same same thing. They're going to have a, a camp of some kind. The place to hide that would be in the hills. So I would be mm. inclined to investigate the hills along the roadsides um, in search Indeed. of perhaps, uh, hopefully, very hopefully, just a few men that have decided to turn to banditry. And at worst case scenario, uh, I guess giants with very angry swords. My point was that uh, I'm sure these caravans are well protected. Whoever has stolen the taxes was able to defeat what I can only imagine was at least five men at arms, perhaps more. Well, that's if you think the taxes were the target. Now, me and my buddies here, we got a, a separate notion running through our head. Speak. He's, well, if it was just the tax cart hit, that makes plenty of sense. But it ain't been. Been a whole bunch of wagons, and only the wagons, tacked on that day of road. There were plenty of things attacking other travelers. We can attest to that personally. I feel like a group of hobgoblins, a group of ogres, they attack travelers on the road in the hope to steal whatever riches they may be carrying. They happen to come across a cart with thousands of platinum in it, and they're certainly going to take that as well. Uh-huh. How well guarded was that tax wagon? I don't rightly know. As I said, they don't... They don't announce when the tax wagons are leaving. And this one... They say was carrying platinum. Now you, platinum's worth ten gold pieces. You can carry ten times less gold if you're carrying platinum. Makes it a mite easier to sneak Steel. by. It doesn't have quite the same, you know, deep wagon ruts and the same jingling noise. It's all very convenient for the thief. Mm-hmm. You Perhaps don't suspect foul play at the higher levels, do you? Well, it's wise to keep one, one's mind open. Perhaps uh, we should head out onto the road and see if we can come across any clues. Fair enough. We're not getting anything get done here by sitting around talking. Yeah. Theory crafting won't get us anywhere in the, in the long run. Aye, aye, Captain. All right, let's go. We'll head out onto the roads. From the map, Neil, it looks like the majority of the hills are to the south of the road, right? Yes. Okay, so we can just head south and... Uh, this is the same day that I healed Crook and I, right? Yes. Okay. So three. Yeah. 
Okay, you guys head out. Um, and so your plan is just to hop on the road and then head south? Well, I want to... I want to check out the hillsides around the road, right? So maybe instead of following the road, we kind of do a snake pattern around in the hills because mm. I think it's far more likely to find the lair or the camp or whatever has the, the carts that have been hauled off or the goods in them than it is to just get attacked by whoever was doing it and then realize that that was them and then get yay. Agreed. Okay. So what I suggest is that we fall the road out of town for a mile and then kind of snake our way back and forth investigating the hills, looking for signs of layers and or whatnot. And yeah, go from there. A large perception of sides around the road. And if it's nothing, then maybe we change tactics. If we approach the lair of a hobgoblin or ogre group, you know, we'd probably see signs of it well before we actually saw the lair itself. So keep potentially, it potentially not, not, but hopefully we do it in a way that we can at least quickly beat the hasty retreat. If we run into like nine giants. Mm. Yep. Cool. So you head out into the hills and start looking about. Um, let's make some dice rolls. Should we have Croak go a little bit ahead of the party, like moving silently to see if he can stumble upon anything ahead of us? He moves silently at one-third his movement rate, so that would be pretty slow going. I don't but think that do so it. much, but I do think that Croak is a proficient tracker, so maybe Croak is like five or ten feet ahead of the party, like checking the ground for signs of specific tracks. Maybe he can identify what we would be walking into beforehand. Maybe, um... I'll carry a, a torch as well. How long does the torch last? Just an hour. Uh, I think it's about 30 minutes. 30 minutes? I mean, Do you have a lantern? Daylight, yeah. Yes, it's daylight. I just want to try to scare away any spiders or other random uh, monsters that may wish to attack us. It might be. We're in a bigger group now, so we, we should be more threatening, but anything else That's we can clever. do. To... Malachi, how many, uh, how many torches do you have? Just two. Could I have one of them? Might be helpful to have two people carrying a torch instead of just one. Agreed. Here. Right, I'll hand you a torch. Change it on the character sheets, please. Yeah. Yep. I can't remember to buy a small mirror, small everything, but I forget about torches. How light is it out in the sky now? It's daylight. Uh, it is a clear sky. Maybe a few clouds on the horizon, but a nice, right. beautiful, bright day. No need for my um, my stuff, then. No. Okay. Well, I mean, I accompany the party, keep an eye out on the ground, but... Uh, my money's on Croak to lead this investigation. Okay. Croak, you crest one of the hills out there. And we're talking, these are like large hills, right? They're 100, 200 feet high and hundreds of feet wide. You know, it takes a, while, a long while to hike up them and hike down them. Is it possible to, instead of walking up and down and up and down every hill, to kind of go between them? Yeah, you can find areas where it's a little bit, you don't have to get get quite the elevation, but there are still times where you have to trek up a thing or around a thing. Um, it might be smart to trek up anyways. If something decides to chase us and it's further down, it would have to climb uphill and we could just go straight down. Yeah, and when you get to tops of hills, you can walk along the ridge and then drop back down. It all depends on where you want to go, but it's a, you know... Basically, 
I want to do this in the like most efficient way possible, right? right? So like if it's going around hills is going faster or if I need to get up and see a little bit, but like I this is this is kind of my element, right? My mm-hmm. background is in hunting and tracking. So like I want to do this efficiently, quickly and like with not wasted efforts. Absolutely. So at one point you are going up a hill and you get to the top of it and see down in the valley on the other side of the hill are six, well, you've seen hobgoblins before, so six hobgoblins, but unlike the naked ones with crude spears you met on that small little island, these hobgoblins are well-armed and armored. Um, It looks like they're wearing some sort of leather and metal armors, maybe like a mix between things. You've got like, looks like stolen bits from various people that have been put together, and they are carrying... uh, Axes and swords, as well as a few javelins. Looks Does it like... seem like they're traveling the hills, or are they kind of no? Like uh, they are standing around, and it looks like there are some corpses beneath them. This is maybe two hi- two valleys over from the road. So you like went up or went around a hill, and then went up a hill, and on the next side down, you see a bunch of corpses. Well. I kind of make a, a motion towards the group, like, stop. And then, like, I point at Van and Malachi, and I'm like, come hither. Okay. How far away are they now? They are down the hill, which must be, like, 80 feet down and 300 feet over. Or 400 okay. feet over. It's it's pretty far. Van starts to, uh, he, like, takes his bow out just in case it's going to be needed. I put my hand on your bow and, like... Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't knock it or anything. I'm just like, I have it okay. in hand in case we need it. I whispered to y'all, now, I look down there. I don't see their camp. I don't see any gold or carts or goods, but it's quite possible hobgoblins could be behind this. What do you say we follow them around a little bit for today and see if they don't lead us to where the goods were taken, see if we can't identify that these are, in fact, the ones we're looking for? Sure. Perhaps you should take a bit of a larger distance. People like me tend to clink in armor a little bit. If I follow too close, I may alert them to our presence. I wouldn't suspect we want to follow them too close, but we can use the distance of the hills and the vantage point to kind of keep an eye on them as they move. We can watch them for a while. If they do move, we can follow them, but I find it unlikely we'll be able to stay hidden while keeping them in sight. Don't you think? One member might might have a better chance. Yeah. If you just a croak, take a bit of a larger lead. You can always alert us if you suspect trouble. We'll come running to you. All right. I, uh, I, you notice good. that I, I am a bit more fleet of foot than uh, than the rest of y'all. Uh, keep a keep about a hundred feet. Keep bow range if you can, um, well. and uh, I will follow them as as quietly as possible and try to figure out where they're going. We're going to. They're just standing still, though, right? Um, I, I do want to note, just as a side, that the dwarves re- have disregarded your orders have, and have marched up next to you. Okay. Um, I think we're all a little bit under the hill yeah. at this point, because so we don't need right. to continue to look at the hobgoblins. Um, the, the hobgoblins seem to have a lot of gear on their backs, including what looks to be like maybe tents or something. Uh-huh. Um, and they seem to be standing around, not like encircling the bodies, but standing near the bodies in a, a formation. Bodies look human? The bodies look humanoid. Actually, you've got good vision, and they're not that far. Yeah, they look human. Look, let's watch them for a bit. If they don't move, I think we should attack them. There could be clues down there. We might be able to take one of them alive. I think it could be quite easily done. With the bodies down there, they might be responsible for some of these disappearances. Or they could be scavengers. 
Well, uh, if we decide to attack them, I want to make sure we get the jump on them as best as possible. Um, how would you suggest going about it? Because I feel like if we just charge down the hill, that's not going to go too much in our favor. If you want to attack now, our best bet would be to shoot at them. Yeah, we, we take range attacks. When they get in range. magics or some kind that could hold them or prevent them from fleeing or alerting others. Like, I, I feel as if just pulling out our bows and shooting them might yeah. not be in our best interest. Are there grasses in this sort of area where they're down, where they're standing? Is there like plants and grasses? There, there's not a lot in the way of grass, but there are shrubs and bushes. Does it look suitable for an entangle spell? Is kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah. I think okay. if someone is standing, is well positioned, they will be not close enough to anything to be entangled. But most, if you're trying to get anywhere, you'll have to squeeze through some bushes at some point. Okay. Um, yeah. In that case, I say, I could cast a spell preemptively. We could try to kill all but one, force the last to surrender. I've seen you work some crazy magics between the two of you. I just, I feel that uh, if we're going to attack them now, it needs to be quick and we need to find some way to gain the upper hand, right? Trust me, Croak, I felt more deadly than I do this day. I'm, I'm glad to hear it, Mr. Malachi. I say I could open by entangling them, and we could shoot at whoever manages to um, manages to break through their bonds and escape the field. We could shoot at them first. Try to Mr. Make sure uh, Redbeard, Brownbeard, Brownbeard the second. Uh, do you all have any bows, slings, missile weapons, or are you more of a close quarter soul? Dwarves are men of action. We stand in the front lines and beat our enemies to death. I've heard as much. Uh, my girlfriend says that many a time. Um, <laughs> they look at each other and kind of smile. Look anyway, back at if uh, I have seen Van pull this trick before. Uh, if you charge down close to them in the entangling vines, they will get you as well. I would suggest waiting here and guarding the hill for any who come charging toward us. So, yes, uh, that was what I was about to suggest, is uh, you guys form a perimeter here. There may be some that do not quite get captured, and then we'll pick them off with bows and finish off whatever's the rest at, rain, at, uh, at melee if the spell wears out. I understand the need to search for glory, but sometimes it's best to play safe with one's life, my dwarven friends. I find it's better to fight with your head than with your heart. Or if you must, run in there and get tangled up by weeds and bushes. It, it won't be the first time our friends have done that. It's true. You will still be able to attack. You simply won't be able to move. <sighs> Magic. Trust us, friends. Let's uh, just hold the line. Stay Once up here on top of the hill. Let you rain fire down on the enemies. <laughs> all right, oh. by all means, charge in and kill him. Let's do this. I... No, no, no. We, well, we follow orders. Fine. No one what ever said a dwarf was stupid. Uh, the range of the spell? It, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's more than 80 feet. I mean, but they're actually 300 feet away and 80 feet down, right? Neil. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Okay, um, let me double check the spell. It's plant, I think. Yeah, entangle. The range is 80 yards. Oh, so that's 240 feet. Yeah, a little bit further. Okay. 
Can we sneak within range, Neil, without being obvious? I could, no. Yeah, I, as long as we have surprise, I could run up and cast the spell in the first round of surprise. Yeah, that's true. You could do it in one round. So if we've got surprise from over the side of the hill, you could run in, cast it, and we could start fighting. It sounds like the plan. Dwarves, follow Van. Redbeard, stay by my side. Um, before you do that, we should move within bow range. We would be shooting with a penalty from this far. I think we should cast the spell first. I don't think we yeah. can move closer without being sighted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just cast the spell. Run forward, cast the spell, then we can move down the hill and start firing. All right. Do you think? All right. So it's just like the hobgoblin, five hobgoblins at the bottom of the hill? Six. 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 Okay. We all keep Vance, together. Yeah. Vance, we'll like, the party the attack is going to like crest the hill, then run down until he's in range to cast it on the group of hobgoblins. Okay. And why don't we hop into that on the other side of our break? See you guys in a few minutes. Bye-bye. Or we get ambushed by the eight hobgoblins waiting for travelers. (laughs) (laughs) Spoilers. All right. Conscious approval. Hey there, everybody, and welcome back to Hardcore Heroes. There are hobgoblins. There are six of them. They are at the bottom of this hill, and as you guys burst over the top, the... Dwarves get a bit of a, a war cry, kind of a. They start and then they kind of stop, realizing that maybe we're not supposed to be giving war cries, but we're so used to it we don't know what to do. Um, <laughs> I assume we get surprise because they're yeah. totally unaware. Let's see. Is there a save for surprise? I can't. There tell. is a, a roll for surprise. Yeah, yep. there is. Um, they are not surprised. Son of a bitch. Shit. Son of a bitch. Yeah. I mean, they still can't close the gap with us in the first no. round, so entangles. Still- All right, Sean. Initiative. All right, I'll roll it. You're the man with the plan. That's true. Watch me roll a 10. Oh. Big money, yes. I rolled good for once. Very good. Oh, we get the new battle music. New battle music. Thank courtesy of Tabletop Audio with all the great battle music. The new battle music. Okay. So do we win initiative nail? Mm hmm. All right. right. Cool. I close the 40 feet that I need to to be able to cast this, or the 60 feet that I need to be able to cast the spell. And then cast Entangle right in the middle of that group of hobgoblins. Boom! Actually, what is the AOE of Entangle? Uh, I think it's forty. I think it's a forty-foot cube. Yeah, forty. Cube. Feet. Holy Damn shit! Yeah. All right, you cover them all. Awesome. All right. Uh, I, I mean, wanna... if, they get, if they fail their save, they are held fast. If they pass, they move at a slower distance, ten feet per round, until they can get out. I'm gonna wait to see how many pass before I take my action now. They all fail, right? I'm looking up the last one. <laughs> they all fail. <laughs> all right. So let's uh, let's rain hell on them, boys. I'll, uh, I'll, sling the, I'll sling the closest one, Neil. All right. Um, what's long range on a sling? It's pretty short, actually, isn't it? Oh, no, I have a question about these range, right? Uh, we're not just flat distance from them. We're also up high, right? Yeah, right. It's a very Can the height advantage we have, like, mm, adjust yeah. our ranges? That's true. I think height might give you more maximum range, but I think the distance the arrow travels will... Like, it, it'll increase what your long range is, but I think 
the accuracy won't the get accurate. any better because you're still trying to shoot something X feet away. Do we get a flat you know I mean? bonus for them being held fast then? Since they uh, plus two for being held. Okay. How many yards? How many yards are they away then? Right now they're 240 feet, which is 80 yards. So it would be medium range for the sling. Is that right now? Correct. It's medium range. Yeah. And if so, I move up, sorry, I'm just looking at mine. Go ahead. It's medium so, range for everything. So plus two for being held, plus one for Thaco, and uh, I, I won't have the plus one for Thaco. No. Um, do I get plus um, one for high? Not with a bow. Uh, don't add the plus two either. That's to their. That's a penalty of two to their AC. Okay. All right, sling it. Eleven. Thaco nineteen. Thaco 19, no, that is a miss. Okay. Um, Croak. It's just a penalty of one for medium range, right? Two. Penalty of two. Okay, so I'll just fire it a flat d20 then. So that's 18, Thaco 18. Ooh, hit! Definite hit. No crits in this system, oh, yeah. thankfully. Sorry. Icing with death. Yeah. Oh, uh, Four points of damage. Should I just shoot my second round while we're? Um, no. Let them, because they some of them have javelins, um, and it's possible that they could somehow magically hit and kill you. Unlikely. Okay. Uh, by the way, it's one turn is the dis uh, the duration of okay. entangle. So, so four damage. They got a chance to reroll, though, don't they? Every time, every kill. round. No, it's you oh. pass or fail for the whole time. I think the, every round was either third or fifth edition that they added it in. Maybe fourth. Um, okay, cool. All their HP is recorded, so Croak fires, hits, wounds a hobgoblin, Malachi misses. The dwarves stand there yelling insults in goblin, um, because apparently these dwarves speak goblin. Nice. Um, Hopefully the javelins go in that direction. Let's see, what is the range of a javelin? Oh, I have Don't missile weapon ranges. Firing okay. uphill as well now. Javelin can go up to 60 yards max, so they're out of range. Oh, wow, okay. Uh, no, they no, no, cannot no. throw their javelins. Croak, get Croak. No. They're within 60 uh, Hold on, wait, I haven't taken an attack yet. Let me... that would, Neil, they're within 60 yards, I think. No, we're 80 yards out. You what cast the spell this round. Oh, right. okay. yeah. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Wait, what? You. It wasn't your action this turn to cast the spell. Oh, yeah, yeah sorry. That's right. Okay. I forgot we didn't have surprise. So that fire, we're just going to... We've got 10 rounds of shooting on him. So I hit him again with my second attack. Oh, God. Okay. Give me damage. One. It's enough to finish off the guy you wounded. Good. All right. And we uh, we rain hell on him. Can I roll again now? Next round? Yep. Okay, next round. Should we do initiative? Or... Right. Yeah, because they can't do anything. Um, Hold on. So they struggle. This round, they all struggle against their bonds trying to escape. Um, yeah. They can't get out. They can't get out. But they can maybe start, like, literally cutting the bushes to shreds since they're larger. Like, with the grasses, you'd be cutting grass all day to get anywhere. But with the bushes, you can start hacking them off. So let's keep rolling initiative while they try to cut their way to freedom. All right. Who's up next? I'll do it. Uh, yeah. Eight. Sorry. That's fine. You go first. Aha. All right. Seventeen. Hit. Are they large? Medium. 
painful. Not a kill. You wound a hobgoblin through his shoulder. Uh-huh. Uh, croak. Uh, I shoot at the one he wounded. 15, Thacko, 18. Hit! On, on points. Nice. Yeah. Take him down. Uh, two points of damage. You hit him again. He's not dead. Not dead. Alright, I'm gonna fire one at the same guy. This is where we continue the, the streak of Van being the world's worst marksman. Yep. <laughs> you hit nothing. Alright, what do they do now? Alright. Do I get my second attack at the end of the round? Uh, no, at the end of the round, yes. But in the meantime, they begin to hack at the bushes holding them. Hobgoblins are clever critters. Two, three, Maybe we should advance on them so they can't flee. Advance? It's it's clear where the uh, the bear like the line is drawn for the entangle spell, right? Um, I don't think so. Okay. I think the unentangled plants are just, just kind of chill. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they begin to hack at the bushes, but they don't make any progress this round. No one rolled higher than a six. Croak, hit your second attack. Good. Second attack. That hit. hits. Dumb. Jesus. Uh, two more damage to that hobgoblin. Drops him to the ground. Good. Let me miss my second attack here. Yep. <laughs> miss. Croak your initiative. Uh, you want me to roll initiative? Yeah. Yeah. Initiative five. They go first. There we go. Three of them hack the bushes that are holding them to shreds. Immediately begin to flee and run right back into other bushes that wrap around them. <laughs> um, they yell loudly, which you can presume to be curses, while the dwarves laugh at them. Um, party's second round. Yeah, second attacks. Oh, never mind. You only get Not one attack cool. per round, don't you, Nick? Yep. We only we haven't taken our attacks yet. This oh, okay, cool. So can I... there's no critical fumbles, right? Nope. No, that was, that was... advance. Um... Get javelin. That's true. I don't want to get javelin. Not good no, you, you sure? Yeah. I, gra I grab his shoulder and pull him back and say, Croak. <laughs> okay, look. slap some sense into Croak at the last minute and then he shoots his bow. 13, Faco 18. Hit. Three points of damage. Wounded. Let's see. I'll shoot the same one as what Croak fired at and we'll see if Van can actually fucking hit something for a change. Big money. Oh my god, come on. There we go. 11, Thacko 18. Hit! Awesome. Oh, nice. D8. 5. You finish off the wounded hobgoblin. That's 3 dead? That is 3 dead. Uh, right. One uh, Redbeard nudges you, Malachi, and says, They're offering to surrender. You sure? Ah, you speak that language. We both speak goblin, it seems. Perhaps we should kill two of them, leave one alive. Redbeard Seems gives a bad. nod of approval. Alright. Okay, hearing I that. Guess, yeah, we. I guess we just arbitrarily mark one to keep alive and shoot at the other two. Like, I, I don't know where they are actually physically. I can't see anything, so... We just ah, right, they, I mean, they were kind of standing near a circle. Some of them broke and ran. They're, they're all within, like, 15 feet of each other. There's yeah, so we just we just kind of point at one arbitrarily and say we'll keep that one, kill the others. Okay. Okay. I assume you're pointing that one out to shoot, and with my second attack at the end of the round, I shoot that one. All right. <laughs> so hit him. All right. For five points of damage. You drop him to the ground. I say, okay, don't shoot that one. It's your initiative. Uh, hold on, my second attack. Oh, okay. One. Yes. All right, initiative. 
Three. Oh, you guys go first. These guys Let didn't have the, a chance. Let me get the killing blow here. All right. Entangle so strong. Fifteen. Hit. Three on. Wounded. Okay. All right. I Finish go to the wounded one. All right. No, I miss. I fire. I miss. Right, and shell. Oh, hold on. They get there. These two guys try to cut okay. their way free. The unwounded one cuts his way free um, and then begins to try and pick his way carefully through bushes. Let's give him uh, another saving say, throw versus spell to try. Okay, so he starts to gingerly pick his way between various sets of bushes, at one point even leaping over a bush to avoid it, uh, and starts to... I, it becomes very clear he doesn't know where the end of the entangling bushes are, because after like fifty feet, he's still like stepping and sliding Shouldn't and he only be able over? to go at like a slower rate in this case where he goes at ten feet per round as if he passed his save. It says ten feet per round if you pass your save. Until you get out. Yes. Because I, I would assume it's the similar thing there where like the people who pass their save are carefully picking their way out. I think the people who pass their save are able to I don't I don't understand what a pass save means for an entangle. That's but, what you've just described, right? Well, so be. what I'm saying here is that he's moving in between the entangled area. Um, I, I, I'm just saying that, like, in the book, by the spell description, it says that uh, people who pass their save can move at 10 feet per round until they're out of the area. So I feel like that would be the equivalent in this scenario. Like, him moving at 10 feet per round is him being very careful not to step into another entangled. All right, that makes sense. Okay, so he's moved 10 feet to, towards the edge. All right. Um, I, I say to Redbeard... Uh, Tell that one to get on the ground and surrender, and we'll let him live. The one who broke free. He gives a shout and a cry. Uh, the other dwarves laugh. The hobgoblin that isn't fleeing looks up at you guys intently. And then I shoot it with an arrow. <laughs> Roll the hit. <laughs> Come on, Van. Finish it off. Oh, sorry. I didn't know you missed. 18. Hits. Hits. Oh, hi. Four. All right, he drops to the ground dead. Right. The one All that right. was escaping uh, puts his hands behind his head, interlocks his fingers, and just goes down on his knees. Okay. Uh, Very I guess good. We'll kind of like go down, a, you know, like a, maybe a hundred feet or so, and we'll kind of hold our bows drawn so we're in short range. But we kind of wait a few minutes for the entangle to end. I pull my sling away. Okay. Uh, Redbeard starts talking to the guy in Goblin. Um, Ask him what he knows about the taxes. They jabber and goblin for a bit, and he says he doesn't. He claims to know nothing about taxes. Don't ask the... about the taxes. Ask, ask him, him about... if they came about platinum recently. No, 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 no. Ask him about the caravans that have been t robbed. Right? They'll understand people getting attacked on the road. They won't necessarily understand gold and platinum and coins and taxes. <laughs> Redbeard looks to Malachi. Yeah, do it. He starts jabbering in Goblin. The Hobgoblin replies. Redbeard says, well, he claims he doesn't know anything about raids on wagons. You but seem I bet skeptical? The... Yeah, I seem sure as hell skeptical. Last year, these fuckers Sorry. here raged war against Redport. 
had a couple of mountain giants with them and some weird fishmen thingies. I'll check the bodies that they were standing around, Snail. Wait for a few minutes. There's still a spell going on in that area. I say, ask him about the dead humans on the ground. What is this about? There's translating, and he replies, he claims he, they found the bodies here. Redbeard no, spits on the ground. If he expects to live, he'd better give us the truth. Oh, he, he insists they just found him. Well, ask him what he was doing out here. Uh, he and his men live out here. They're going foraging. Where do they live? It's further south. Would he take us there? He if says he would, but I don't trust him. I have a question for him, uh, Mr. Redbeard. If uh, they just found these bodies here, they've been investigating them. Surely we saw them do that. Uh, what, in his estimation, created these dead bodies? Mm. He says two of them look like they were beaten to death with clubs. Uh, one of them looks like it was hacked apart by a blade, a big one. What are Ogus. the hobgoblins carrying? The hobgoblins are carrying swords, axes, and javelins. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I kind of agree with that. Sort Ask of... him what he thinks uh, could have wielded such weapons and killed these men. He says it's ogres. If it was giants, there'd be giant-sized footprints around. Does he know where the ogres live? Yeah. How many are there? Looks like there's a couple of tribes. How big are the tribes? Uh, somewhere between 10 and 20. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, That's a lot of ogres. Fun fact, I just know this off the top of my head. The number of ogres appearing, if you ever just randomly encounter them, is 2 to 20. Jesus. You just roll 2d10 for the encounter. You could just randomly walk through the trees and run into 20 ogres, all boiling a nice stew. <sighs> well... Ask him if he's got anything to offer for his life. <laughs> the hobgoblin clearly says something, and Redbeard shakes his head and goes, No, he's got nothing. Well, anyone else have any questions? Can I cut his head off? Have him sh tell us uh, where these uh, ogre tribes are making their stay. Yeah. He says he'll take us to the ogres if we promise to let him go. I don't want him taking us to the ogres. I don't trust him. What if we put him on a leash? I, it's not that that worries me. I'm worried he'll sell us out to them. I think we should get general directions and find these tribes on our own. Ideally, we could look for a half-ogre or something along that nature in town. Perhaps we could... Don't suppose you speak ogre, Dwarf? No. Not a lick of it. Well, would there be any half ogres in town? Is that is that something that I, I understand that'd be quite rare? But do you think there would be any in Hillsborough? Yeah. Uh uh. At least none that I have ever seen. Mister 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 Van Hilsen, I remember a half ogre. Uh, we slew him uh, due to his dealings in halfling's feet. Ah yes, I remember that, Mom. That was quite some distance away. Well, he's dead now, anyway. One of his companions is from Hillsboro. It is quite possible said Half-Ogre may also have lived here at one point. With his family, perhaps. Of other Half-Ogres. 
That is true. I do I'm... not believe half ogres are the familial type. I've yet to see an ogre marry a human woman or the other way around. Usually, yes, usually these are their the products are a bit of violence violent. and not uh, generally accepted by either society, I would imagine. Fascinating creatures. Well, um, Redbeard, get him to give us directions to both of the ogre tribes and his tribe. Mm-hmm. You can kill him after that. These are hideous, evil creatures. Amen. Uh, he talks to the half uh, the hobgoblin for a while, then pulls out his axe, and the hobgoblin gets to its feet. The other dwarves surround him and grab him by the arms. There's a brief struggle, and it's not so much a head chopping as like a vicious, um, the Shining-esque ripping apart of a person. All right. Uh, so like, I want to go about doing two things. One, looting the uh, hobgoblin bodies, and two, recovering all the arrows I can. Okay. Uh, Neil, before I said that, that would be like a pretty reasonable thing for a cleric of cheese to say, right? Like, hobgoblins are pretty fucking hideous, and they are also evil. Yeah, I don't think that's out of line with your goddess. Uh, yeah, especially since they, like, besiege the town and are working with, hat, like, giants. I'd be a, yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. I don't think cheese okay. would really mind if there were a few less hobgoblins in the world. Right. Um, how I, many I, arrows did you fire, Croak? I fired one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight. I fired seven, I think. Is it just a D2 now? Uh, yeah, it's a 50-50. I'm, so, I'm all four, four D2. Need okay. two, so... Um, Croak, you recover all but three. Okay. I recover two, right? Sean, you... Re- yeah, yes. Uh, Sean, you recover... Um, all but three. Okay, so I get four back. Okay. Well, uh, also looting hobgoblins if if they have anything. Uh, yes, the hobgoblins have some cash on them. JMD. I will get that value for you shortly. What's up? Um, oh yeah, you have like the random loot table where it's like, yes, you get platinum pieces. <laughs> yeah, it's weird stuff. Uh, let's see. The when the spell wears off and you guys can inspect the other corpses, it is clear that they actually have been dead for quite some time. They're bloated. They smell. They're covered in flies. They look like they've been dead for probably a few days. That leads credence to the hobgoblin story. I can tend we, to believe it. What kind of clothes are they wearing? Armor. Hold on. Do they look like men at arms? Uh, no, they look like. Um, merchants. And are all that valuables taken? Nope. Uh, yes, actually. I inspect them for wounds. Like, is there any way I can try and get a glimpse of how these men may have died? Well, yes. A big uh, sword. Well, is that, yeah, does that... Uh, it looks like two of them were have holes in them from spears, very large spearheads. One of them has been hacked apart from, like, the rib cage almost all the way through to the other side with a, a single stroke. And the others look like they've just been beaten to death. Bludgeoned to death. So, so the assertion that this was ogres seems reasonable. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, I well, don't believe engaging ogres would be in our best interest, and I kind of like look over to the dwarves and see if they want to uh, speak to the contrary on that one. They say nothing. Uh, you find 100 copper. I'm still rolling the other stuff right now. Okay. Are we just going to split? I'll write it down and then split it between the three of us. Okay. Yeah. Well, a hundred copper, a hundred silver, and thirty-two gold. Hey, well, that pays for the dwarfs. 
Was there? Do you roll for platinum or electrum? No. Or is that not in the table? Okay. Uh, it's not for hobgoblins. There, there's a serious error in the hobgoblin treasure table. It says each goblin has a 10% chance to carry up to 6,000 copper, 10,000 silver, a 15% chance to carry 10,000 silver, 50% chance to carry 3,000 gold, 15% chance to carry 600 platinum, 30% chance for 10 gems, 25% chance for up to 6 art objects, and a 15% chance for any 2 magical items and a potion. Wait, are you, are you saying that that's an error? That or? is an error that each hobgoblin should not be carrying. It is on the wrong side of a semicolon. And they should have corrected that. So, guys, um, both of you take 33 copper, 33 silver, and 11 gold. And I'll take 34, 34, and 10. Okay, so 33, 33, 11. Um... Sorry, say that again. I was 33, distracted. 33, 11 for us, Malachi, going up from copper to gold. 33, 33, 11. Hey, that pays my dwarfs, so... Well, good. Well done. Thank you. Well, what now? Croak, Van, what do you think? Uh, seems a fool's errand to chase down a group of 20 ogres. I believe a scouting mission may be in order. I agree with Mr. Van. It seems that we were contracted to discover the source of the missing caravans. Uh, perhaps if we could identify these ogres' camps and see some stolen goods, we could identify them. Alert the uh, proper authorities and return to our yes. our business. I, I have no interest in attempting to remove the ogre tribes from these hills. That is business not meant for six people. Yeah, I agree. Good we to see you've got some sense in you. Well, we could probably take a couple. Yes, but I don't want to. No. <laughs> no. I, I say perhaps we could alert the Baron in the town. He might be able to send a larger force out to deal with them, especially if yeah. you can provide him locations. If there's thousands of platinum in it for him, I'm pretty sure he's going to send everything he's got. Let's see if we can identify the cave and then report back. Mm. Are we in Perhaps agreement? Before, yes, if we can identify the cave. For a next day, we should probably travel the road, see if we can find the cart. Perhaps they simply looted the cart and left it along the road. If I had to carry thousands of coins, I'd take the cart with me. That's true. Perhaps, I believe it was hundreds of platinum, but that is true. Perhaps there's still some sign of a struggle on the road. We might be able to get some clues as to what did it. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. The nature of the footprints may tell us whether or not this was foul play. Well, I may have a few tricks up my sleeve to confirm things when we uh, make it to the Ogre's Cave. It's just... hope they're as stupid as they look. <laughs> Ogres are stupid, but I'm sure they would not appreciate you telling them that. If well, I wouldn't. To not flaunt your intelligence, that may be. No, I, I agree. I, I wouldn't intend for them to lay their eyes upon me. If you know what I'm saying. Of course. All right. Let's uh, let's head in the direction. Should we pick Ogre Camp A or Ogre Camp B, which is closer to town? Um, Ogre Camp A is closer to town. Then I suggest we look at Ogre Camp B first and see if it's got what we were looking for. And then if it doesn't, we stop by Ogre Camp A on the way back to town. Okay. Agreed. So we head off to Ogre Camp B now. 
Okay, Ogre Camp B is significantly further from town. God, Neil, what have you done? Are we talking days from town or just a few hours? Um, we're talking like uh, many hours, maybe a day or two more. Okay. Um, what do we think? So if you look at the map, you see Rock Peak, that large mountain that sticks up. Yep. The first Ogre Camp is on um, the Hillsborough side of the mountain. The second Ogre Camp is maybe a third of the way down past the mountain. Okay, let's go, should... the, let's go to the yeah. closest one then. Yeah. And then if it's not there, we'll regroup and make a bigger expedition. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Ogre Camp A, then. Off to Ogre Camp A, you guys go. Okay, as soon as we see any sign of ogres, I'm going to stop the party and tell, suggest that Croak should sneak ahead and attempt to locate the source of the cave and then return to me. Yeah. So the instructions you got were to follow this valley that the hobgoblins are in now um, in this one direction and just keep following the valley. At a certain point, the um, you'll meet up with a, a creek and you follow that until it's joined by another creek and you head up the other creek uh, for a little ways, and then there'll be a cave um, kind of built into a, the side of a large hill. And it would look like it's actually built into the side of the hill, uh, carved out. And that is where the ogres live. Okay. So I think we want to follow until we get to the second creek, and then start moving very slowly and carefully, mm -hmm. perhaps maybe off the creek itself some, so that yeah. like we can come at this a little more protected. Well, when you get to the other creek, uh, you see some warning signs. You see signs of ogre activity. There are some cow heads placed on spikes. Not really spikes, just like poles that have been driven into the ground. And there's a cow skull bleached by the sun resting there. One on either side of the creek. Um, it looks like maybe there used to be markings on them, but they've faded away with time and the, the sun bleaching. Okay. Um, perhaps we should follow this creek, like, from, you know, 25, 50 feet to one side or the other of it. If there's, like, some cover, if there's, like, some heavy brush on one side or something. Um, so that we're not just walking straight up this creek to their to their home, but maybe coming at it from a, a little more, from either, like, a side and perhaps, like, a little more cover protected. I agree. Croak, I believe this is also one of those situations where you should have a, a healthy lead on the party. You have a better okay. chance of not being spotted than we do, and I'd rather not be spotted by ogre scouts. I'll Great. stay Probably within bow range if you could. I, yes, yeah. I'll stay maybe within 100 feet of you. All right. I, I, I will do this. So I basically begin using my uh, just move stealthily, like uh, move silently. And uh, if there's, yeah, I, and it's just slow going. Basically, I'm moving silently. If there's a chance, if I like hear something, or if I if I get the immediate knowledge of ogres nearby, I might attempt to hide in shadows. Sure. What is your move silently chance? Uh, it's fifty-five. Okay. So you start creeping up this creek, moving from large shrub to large shrub. Um, you get maybe five hundred feet away from the party, which takes you a good while since you're moving so carefully. We don't stay that far behind. Like we yeah, we keep him, up. but at a good distance. What distance? Feet. Uh, what's feet. the hold on, let me see what the range of my bow what's is. What's medium like. range on a long bow? Yeah, I think it's 
right around. Oh shit! I moved to a different table. Fuck. It's a hundred yards for my sling. But I'd if I really want to help, I need to be closer than a hundred yards. Yeah, hold on. Medium I'm... range on a long blow bow with sheaf arrows is one hundred yards. That's three hundred feet. What's mm -hmm. what's short so range? Three hundred feet, not five hundred. Yeah, short hey, range was... is fifty yards. So one hundred fifty feet. That's yeah. probably not far enough. Okay, three hundred feet. Let's, yeah, we'll stick yeah, with that. We'll, we'll stay with three hundred feet. Sure. I can deal That's with the that. size of a football field. Like a, maybe like a little far, bit within it, so that he never like gets out of that range. Like two hundred and eighty. Basically, well, so you can move one hundred and twenty yards in a round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, we just want to make sure that he doesn't get like so far away that he um is like completely helpless and without any right. sort of aid if he gets spotted. Um, at 300 feet, he's kind of hard to notice when he moves. He's a, he's a thief, after all. He's doing a good job hiding from these bushes. So you do your best to stay within 300, uh, 100 yards of him. Yeah, if um, we have to get a little bit closer, that's fine. We just right. want to a good distance. Right. But he is disappearing and reappearing. And you're like, oh shit, he's too close. Oh wait, no, now he's too far. You know, there's a little confusion. It's, <laughs> that's fair. It's yeah. what's to be expected. Um, but Croak, you come up this creek, hiding behind these bushes, and you look across to the other side after a good ways, after a good 500 feet or so, and you see the side of what looks like a man-made cave opening. There's a a large wooden beam supporting a, a cross beam that looks like it holds, that it frames the mouth of a cave, but you're seeing it from the side. Uh, also out front are two more stakes in the ground, and these have rotting human corpses on them. Uh, yeah. relatively fresh, maybe the last week. Do they look um, like the merchants that we saw slain earlier today? They are naked. Okay. So hard to tell what type of what Fair. class they come from. Um, I, I look down, do I see like ogres immediately in the mouth of the cave or nearby seemingly on watch? You see no ogres. Okay. I stand up and kind of make a motion to the party to come to me. Okay. Let me come up then. Yeah, we move slow. Um, Trying to go as quietly as I can in metal armor. Well, I don't see any way of checking if they've got the the coin other than to get a look at it ourselves. I, I, I say, I want you all to, to stay here with your bows and slings ready. I'm going to go down and see if I can't see my way in. If Wait. I sense a little bit of danger, I'm going to be hauling ass back here, and I'm going to need you to cover me. Sure. Uh, wait, if, uh, if you start hauling ass, we'll start hauling ass once you reach us. Croak. Uh, wait there a second, and I'll cast Invisibility on Croak. Oh, shit, son. Oh, so we man. should be able to tell that pretty easy. And, and uh, you were saying clerics are better than mages. <laughs> While he's gone, Neil... Uh, I'm going to just relearn the invisibility if I can. I think it takes 20 minutes, so if he's gone long enough, I'll just relearn that. Okay. I'll okay. So... Oh, because you can fucking relearn spells on the fly! Yeah, because you're right. permanently well-rested! Oh, that's so broken! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I imagine a potion of vitality has to be pretty rare. Yep. <laughs> Alright, so I turn invisible, um, and I leave my pack here so I'm lighter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I begin moving silently, but this time I'm not really worried about being seen. I just move as silently as possible uh, down to the cave entrance to kind of get a look in. All right. Malika, how long does invisibility last? Until he breaks it or goes to sleep. Nice. Yep. 
Um, so you get to the edge of the cave, poke your head in, and because as I said before, you're coming at it from an angle. It's like the cave mouth is out this way. You're coming from here, so you can't see in the cave until you're actually right up near my, it. My intention is to get to like the edge of where the cave starts, right, mm -hmm. and like be able to poke my head around, right? For, like, yeah, I'm exactly. Of it. Yeah, so you come and poke your head around, and you see five large, fat, baby ogres. Maybe not babies. They're about the size of goblins now, uh, but they're a little bit chubby. Uh, and they seem to be playing with some bones of some humanoids. Uh, okay. They're not dressed in any sort of clothing whatsoever. Okay. Further in the cave, because the cave is big. It's 15 feet tall, and looking in, it looks like it's 40 feet deep. Um, it's this big, just like, it's just kind of like this rounded, carved out section. doesn't look like it's complicated beyond that. So 15 feet tall, maybe 30 feet wide, 40 feet deep. It's a big freaking cave entrance. Um, and I see the back of it with the light that comes in. From absolutely. The... And okay. in the back of it, you see two other ogres. Uh -huh. um, where are my notes? Uh... <clears throat> One of them has what looks to be some sort of ogre-sized leather armor on. It looks like multiple different pieces of leather that have been stitched together to form some sort of like leather, ogre leather armor. Uh, beside uh, him is a large shield, which would be kind of like a small shield for an ogre. And leaning up against the wall next to him is a very large spear. Uh, the other ogre excuse me, is dressed similarly, but without the armor and shield. So he's got some, like, furs, he's got some rags on him. Uh, both of these guys are very lean and thin, unlike their children, which seem to be fat. These people are quite slender. They're each about nine, nine and a half feet tall. They probably weigh 300, 350 pounds, because they're, they're tall, but they're, they're very thin, very lanky. Um, and they both seem to be male. You think. You've never okay. seen an ogre female, but you think what you else? could tell them apart. What else do I see in this cave? Do they have piles and piles of riches from caravans they've stolen? Are there wagons in here? Are like, Is it just a 40-foot empty rock crevice with seven ogres in it? Uh, there are a bunch of boards and planks that look like they've come from a wagon that have been broken off. They're stacked like firewood on one side. There are a couple of large chests that have been pulled out. Uh, one of them is knocked over and upside down. Looks like it's empty. The other has the lid open, but you can't see into it because it's too far away. Okay. Um, I need to see that. There is a small rack that is hanging with meat over it, like it's being dried or, or it was being smoked. Now it's just being left to hang. Uh, there's just like piles of rags and what probably once was nice fabric that is being laid out like it's um, a carpet on a floor. There are a couple of furs lying about, too. And the kids are playing with, I said, bones. One of them is playing with a skull, but still, you know, has the flesh on it and everything. A head, I guess, is what we call those. What else is in here? I think that's it. Okay. One chest seems unlikely to be all of the caravans have been disappearing here. But it only takes one to hold a thousand platinum pieces. So maybe these yep. guys got the one that's really important. So I need to see it. Um, 
I walk 50, 60 feet away from the entrance. Mm-hmm. And there's a crick here. Um, I find a big old rock. Right. As you pick up this rock, you see another ogre outside coming your way down the creek. So Okay. I pick up the rock and I watch. Okay. Um, Does the rock turn invisible when he picks it up? You can't see from your distance. I, I'm oh, talking that's a good for him. Point. I'm talking can for I, like, him. Yes. Squat over the rock. You can squat. What do you mean squat? Just like. Like, can I just like wait? Like, this is I've picked out the rock to pick up, but like I just sit and wait and watch. Sure. Just yeah. happens. So you see, so uh, the creek is kind of comes up here and it goes around this curve, and where the curve is is where the ogre camp is. So you guys were coming up here, and you couldn't see the entrance. And now croak, you're over here. And you see an ogre coming down this section of the creek. So eventually right. they'll, if this ogre continues in this direction, they'll come around to see where the, the creek is from the other side. They'll probably see the party, actually. Well, I, I suppose we see this guy eventually. Right, but you don't know the, about this yet. Yeah, yeah, okay. Croak's only in a position as... to see it. Uh, did that description make sense? So the way you described it is he's yeah. not following the creek. He's actually going around the way uh, we came. No, I'm doing yeah, but, a bad job of describing. Hold on. But he might be coming around to go inside. Let me and that's just... what I thought he was doing, but I figured he was going to go down the creek, and we were like, you know, 50 feet or more away, right? Um, so this right here is a creek. I know okay. it's green, but it's a creek. Um, sure. There's a, a cave entrance over here, and the party was coming up this way. Think about a, a large hill here and a large hill there, right? So this is like the little valley between them. Does this make sense? Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. So there's a, a an ogre over here heading this way, and Croak can see the party, and Croak can see the ogre, but the ogre and the party can't see each other. Yeah. So if the ogre gets to here, you'll see the party potentially. Potentially. So I, I how do I ping? Uh, use the the top left one to select, and then click and, and hold. Yeah. So well, like up here now. Right? Okay. So. Right here, mm-hmm. I guess I'm brown, is where the is, the ogre will see the party. Yeah, somewhere in that, that area. So if the party's over here, he'll see them when he gets to, like, there-ish or whatever. Of course, this is not to well, scale. So I, don't... I'm going to come to the creek here, pick up a rock, mm-hmm. and toss it this way over, right. okay. over here towards... Towards kind of the direction the party is. So that it makes a big splash. And I'm going to holler something like, All the ogres are coming to be in this area. I bet they got great loot. They're going to be easy pickings. I wonder if they're even brave enough to come out and catch us. And I throw the big rock and splash. And then I walk like this direction away from the rock over here and like just i'm invisible but i guess i still just out of habit hide in shadows and see if i can't my intention here is to a alert the party that something is definitely wrong because i'm shouting loudly about ogres (laughs) and then what i really hope is this ogre coming up kind of like goes that direction because he's stupid right deception should be easy and maybe I get I get the ire of the two ogres in the cave, and they come out to investigate as well. 
and maybe the party will be high on alert, and then they will see these ogres coming out and run off, and I can come in and look at this chest. How many minutes has it been now since Croak left? Has it been uh, enough to, re- to realign Invis? Let's see. How it takes 10 minutes per spell level. Invisibility is level 2. 20 minutes. Yeah. Uh, I think it's been far less than 20 minutes. Okay. Yeah. I've... So, Croak, you throw this rock. You shout out. You start <sighs> to move across this thing. Malachi and Van Helsing, when you hear Croak's shouting... What do you do? He doesn't turn invisible when he throws the rock, does he? No. No, no. This okay, is not an good. attack. This is just a. a gentle I was extremely toss. worried for a second then that you want to fuck us. If he I had thrown it specifically at something, like at yeah. some like a sign, and tried to hit the sign, that would be an attack. You, you put us in a difficult position here because, as players, we know what's happening. But, yes. Um, Should we make intelligence checks? I, to handle this. I think you guys should do the best of your role-playing ability and do what you think should be done. Okay, so we hear a big splash in the water, and then we hear Croak call out uh, the words he was saying. We don't yeah. see anything yet, but we hear, we heard that, right? Yep. Well, I mean, he's trying to gauge the, get the ogres to come out of the cave, so I'm pretty sure we want to get out of view of the entrance of the cave, right? Yeah, they, I, think that'd be the sm- I think that'd be the smart man. So we know he's invisible now, so I don't think we can really help him if he needs to run from anything anyways, because we don't know what to do from there. Yeah. So I, I, when I hear him make that splash, I think it's a reasonable thing to assume that he's trying to lure them out. So I think we should probably make we should probably yeah. back ways. Probably so where do you guys go? Is there a tree that we could all sort of get behind and poke our heads out to look? Yeah, I, no I tree like... will support all five of you behind it. Okay, is there a collection of trees and shrubbery? Um, not in a close area. You could spread out over a, like a. Yeah, eighty foot distance to get like, behind I, various things. I think the I think important we, thing is that we want to move back from the creek at this point. We want to stay like away from the entrance of the cave. We want to get back from anything probably a few hundred feet, and just kind of like get behind some sort of cover to obscure vision. Is there a thing. is there a hill in this valley or not? Because I mean, it looks like a straight line. Like they're gonna see. We need to get behind something, or they're gonna see us. I saw. I mean, I, I whispered. I think we should spread out and get behind cover. The dwarves yeah. begin to follow your orders. Yeah. Yeah, so we move back? Yeah, back a little bit. Back and out. You're going to have to... It looks like each of you are going to have to find your own large form of cover. That's fine. Um, And while you're behind this cover, you won't be able to see what's happening on the other side. Yeah, but we can poke our head out every now and again to just... Yeah. But if you... Yeah. You can't be seen if you don't poke your head out. But you can be seen if you do. Anyway, uh, so, Croak, you see your party kind of like stand still, talk... And they kind of just scatter to the sides like cockroaches in the light. Um, <laughs> and then you see this big bumbling ogre stomping in the direction of the cave. Uh, let's give it... Um, ooh, actually, no, we're doing... Never mind. Natural 20 is not good on a skill uh, stat check. No, 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 it's not. It's 20s. the very worst you can do. Yeah, I actually really like that. How you have different rolls that you want to make, so it's not always that you want to roll a twenty. Mm-hmm. It gives you something to different to hope for. Yeah, you know, it's a minor thing, but it's it's a nice one. Uh, so the ogre kind of bumbles over and starts saying "orgaborga," as it comes into uh, the cave. Apparently, it speaks Swedish, and. <laughs> Uh, and the other ogres get up and go over and they start jabbering at each other in some sort of language. 
Um, and then the one that was coming over sits down, drops its spear that it was carrying, puts its feet up on one of the kids, puts its head back, closes its eyes, and begins to snore. Uh, the other two go back to what they were doing, which looks... My screaming at them didn't get any attention at all. It doesn't seem like anyone has reacted to your screaming in the slightest. Interesting. Yes. I mean, even if they don't understand me, like... Okay, strange. Right, isn't um, it? He's sleeping. There's two more. What do I have that makes noise? Do I have anything that makes noise? No. Okay. I move to the entrance of the cave um, and kind of view it, looking for the route to the chest that will take me the furthest distance from any ogre, right? Like, I don't want to walk too close to them. Right. So I choose the route that's farthest away from any given ogre that will take me... That is the dead center. Okay. The, the sleeping ogre is to the right, the children are to the left, the other two are kind of back on the side... Okay, then dead center it is. If that'll take me the farthest from them, I'm going to move as silently as possible um, and go look at this chest. What's your wisdom score, Croak? 15. Not bad. Really All right. Yeah, it's actually really good. Uh, as you walk past the snoring ogre, you see that its eye is open and like looking out because it's leaning with its head kind of towards the front. And it's clearly the one eye is open and looking in the direction of downstream. Clever fucking ogre. Clever ogre. Okay. But I'm invisible, so I pass through it. Mm -hmm. uh, it's vision. Yeah. Um, God, good. Good work, Mr. Ogre. Um, yeah, I'm going to walk up to that chest, moving as silently as I can, and take a look inside. Uh, the chest is filled with platinum coins. All right. Fuck. Three, three ogres. We can kill them. Um, not just platinum coins. I'm sorry. It's filled with copper and silver coins with a bunch of platinum scattered within it as well. Okay. So uh, it's, like it's very likely that this is the taxes because who else is going to have a lot of platinum? Yeah. Does it look like hundreds worth of platinum? Mm-hmm. Okay. Boy, howdy, do I want to just reach in and grab some. Um, <laughs> we wait for your turn. Yeah. I know. Okay, I, I leave as silently as I can and return to the party. Okay. And I tell them, there are... Oh, by the way, hey guys, I'm invisible, but I'm here. It's uh, safe to come out from behind all the trees. I saw you guys scatter. That was that was clever of you. Okay. Uh, Neil, you quick mechanical question. Yeah? So you can auto-kill someone if they're not aware that you're there and you're not in combat, right? No. You can auto-kill someone if they're asleep or if they're held. Okay, so like, if he were to sneak up behind that ogre, he had no idea he was there. He couldn't just like knife his throat and kill him? No. Okay. But it'd be a heavy advantage, you know, you might get... Yes, you get surprise, plus four to hit... Um, but there's no critical. Probably backstab would be reasonable. Oh, yeah, but there's no I think a backstab would be reasonable if the ogre's lying on the ground and you go and stab it in the throat. That that sounds reasonable to me. Yeah. Mm. 
Okay, well... But ogres are like six hit dice. Like, I don't even think I can kill them. There's some yeah. number of hit dice. I'm, I am almost certain they're like five or six. But if you, if you tell us that there's three of them... Party. Anyway, anyway, guys, come out of the trees. Let me talk to y'all. I'm I, not going to turn on Invisible because I like this. I think I want to keep this. Malachi, right. we need to get together and work on using this uh, to our advantage. Here. But uh, there, the, I found the taxes. There's clearly a chest with hundreds of platinum, and I cannot think of any other uh, merchant that's wandering around with hundreds of platinum. That must be the taxes. Okay. Um, right now, there are five little baby ogres. Um, one ogre that's pretending to be asleep and keeping a rather sharp eye out towards the uh, crick where I threw that rock. I'm a little disappointed he didn't charge out with the... Oh, and there's two more in the back. So we're looking at three ogres right now and uh, all of them awake and ready to fight um, and five little babies. I, I don't really feel 100% comfortable killing these people right now, but maybe... Uh, maybe you have some magic that would make them evacuate and run away from the tunnel. Uh, I don't think there's any safe way to take this money without having to deal with them first. Right? The, that chest is going to be very, very heavy. It will take multiple people and a very slow pace yeah. to get out of there. And what I think we need to do is wait for the night. We could probably wait until we've all gotten a full night, of, or at least I have, since Malachi has become fucking Superman. <laughs> we should wait. Malachi can... Uh, cast invisibility on the rest of the party if he can memorize it enough times. I could do that. Uh, well, however, I could uh, hit me out here, right? I could uh, put a, the cloud that I used to take out the rats, right? I could put that in the entrance of the cave. And then I could roll uh, a ball of fire through the cave if um, try and kill as many as I could with that. If they want to come out to get us, they'd have to run through the cloud. The only issue I have with that plan... I don't, I'm not worried about the gold, right? You're not going to set metal on fire. But it no. is in a chest, and I don't want to burn the container that we need to carry it in. I'm a well, little worried, um, seeing as there's five babies in there, uh, about attracting too much undue attention. I, those five babies did not come from the three ogres in there. right? There's going to be more out there somewhere. Um, yeah, if right. we do that uh, big giant cloud and a big fireball, we could very well attract everyone's attention. Perhaps we could sleep out here in the wilds, have people keep watch. I could uh, keep watch. Yes, and Croak, you could stay invisible and try to memorize their patterns when they leave the cave, when they go out, and we could try to sneak the money out while they're not there. I don't think we're going to be able to sneak the money out. I think that they're a little bit cleverer than uh, just leaving it unguarded. It seems to me that the two in the cave are probably there to keep an eye on the babies, yes, but also their valuables. And then the other one was completely untaken by my uh, clever ruse to get him out of the cave. And, and... yeah, I, I, I don't think it's ever going to be an issue of just sneaking and taking it. Can, if we can kill three ogres, can we do it very, very fast and safely? No. I could potentially put them to sleep. I don't know how many of them you could put to sleep is the issue. I imagine your spell has its limits, Malachi. One or two, perhaps. Probably one. Hmm. I would be concerned that perhaps you would put the babies to sleep and not I can, the ones that matter. I can target the spell. 
Perhaps. If I could t put that one pretending to be asleep, asleep. For good. No one would even notice. You could is, go in there and kill him. There's, there's two more. Is the yeah, entrance I... to the cave uh, covered with things that could be used to entangle them? I think that's a question Neil's going to have to answer. Like, are there are there like grasses and bushes right around the entrance of the cave that they'd run into if they tried to charge out? No, the front of the cave is well cleared from any bushes. It's a well traveled area, and there's I mean, just it's right next to river, so no grass. Uh, there's grass down by the river itself, but not at the mouth of the cave. Okay. Mm. Wait. This is a huge. I mean, this could turn. We could get back here tomorrow. Maybe we should go back and tell the Baron that we know where the taxes are and come back with more men. I Maybe we just don't get the taxes at all. Like, it is. it was our job to find out what happened, and we did do that. I, I think we're just we're so close to, to getting it ourselves that perhaps we should try, but if it's beyond our doing, then perhaps we just complete our job and be on our way. Let the perhaps Baron we should come spend back. the night on this. We should rest for the night, and we should think over our options. Maybe if more of them turn up during uh, the night, then um, we know not to try. Malachi. I can take watch. Yes, Malachi, you can take watch. Can you... You can just memorize spells on the fly at the moment, can't you? Yes, I could, I could, could take you, watch invisible. Could you um, take watch invisible, but also grab by invisibility on the party at, over the course of the night? You guys you see laugh. one of the ogres poking his head out of the cave, looking each way. Yeah. And he pokes his head back in. Yeah. Does invisibility wear off when I go to sleep, Neil? Or when the it doesn't wear off when anyone goes to sleep. sleep. It specifically says when somebody dispels it. Right, but... Yeah, that's, I guess, another one of the house rules. That Otherwise, if you cast an invisibility spell, spell on yourself, you could stay invisible for years. As 24 hours is the limit. Does it say that... It says right here. Spell remains in effect until it is magically broken or dispelled, until the wizard or recipient cancels it, until the recipient attacks any creature, or until 24 hours have passed. Huzzah! I've just been saying sleeping as a rule, because I didn't see the invisibility in the... So, so I, it takes I asked, 24 hours. So yeah, I could, invis I could invisibility yeah. the whole party over the yeah, night. So I just say, like, just gradually learn invisibility again and again over the night and um, cast it on all of us while we're asleep. And then we can, um, can we'll all be invisible at least by the end of the night, and then we can go over our options in the morning. Yeah, okay. Well, I'll take watch. Um, what? Other than, like, not being seen, what does that accomplish? Uh, we won't be found in the night, ideally. Like, nothing's going to stumble upon us while we're trying to rest. And then, if it turns out that we can do something to get the ogres, we're guaranteed surprise. Yeah. Okay, it's going to be very hard to coordinate anything when everyone can't see anyone. That's fine. It's and true. I guarantee you there's more ogres than, yeah. like, three right now. Three and some babies is, like, our best odds. Like, well, it's not getting better than that. I can keep a close watch on the door, invisible, all night, and see if any more come. That's true. I, I mean, I'm all for being invisible all the time. Like, if you want to cast invisibility on me while I'm sleeping, like, joyous. Like, let's do it. Yeah, I, I don't know if we should necessarily go in, but I think we should rest here for the night and go over our options in the morning. Right? I think all right. we're still seeing the brainstorm. I take my, uh, my candle out of my bag and I, like, shove it into the ground a little bit. And I say, in the morning... You won't be able to see anyone, but gather around this. It'll be lit. Uh, don't light this during the night. Don't I won't. I won't. I won't. So let's all stay here for now. 
I'll start should retreat a short distance. They won't. Yeah. So that okay. while we're while we're visible, we're a good distance from the cave. Okay. So let's yeah let's retreat back like 500 feet or something. Yeah, All right. You guys retreat further. You're now uh, 800 feet from the cave. I mean, we could even go a bit further. What do you think? 900 feet from the cave. Let's make it an even 1,000. But we could go like we could go like a 20 minute walk away. That's true. Don't you think? Although, you know, by the okay, let's, let's not go that far. Let's not go that far because there could be more around here. Let's just go a short distance, set up somewhere that's like in a reasonable amount of cover, and then sleep for the night. Okay. So I start chaining invisibility spells now. Okay. Should we take a break before we come back? I think that's a perfect time to take a break. Why don't we see you guys all on the other side before the ogre advancement? Ta ta. Before the what, sorry? Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Hardcore Heroes. So, Malachi, you have chained invisibilities? Yeah, it's going to take me 20 minutes per invisibility, so I'm going to go um, Van. Well, me, then Van, then the red beard, and then Bron Bron beard, and then Bron beard the second. Right, so it takes you just shy of two hours to turn everybody invisible. Yeah. Uh, by this point, it is uh, mid afternoon. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's still I, daytime. It's still daytime. Okay. I'm gonna um, put my candle in just in the ground. I'm not gonna light uh, it. Hold on. Is Van able to fall asleep then if it's daytime? No. Okay. Then I guess we're not gonna do the rest for the night thing that we were. Oh, doing. we could still do it. We can still do it. Yeah, we could wait, but I think we have a little bit of um. We have some hours to kill here, so I think we should watch the cave and see what their patrol pattern is. Okay, I'm gonna. Well, if we're waiting, then I'm gonna relight okay. another invisibility. Nail to so it. yeah, while the invisibility is being cast, actually, this, this shouldn't interrupt too much. But about uh, 45 minutes after Croak has rejoined the party, uh, the three parent ogres came out, spears in hand, like looked around. One of them climbed up on top of a hill and poked around. You guys, invisible people, were able to warn the visible people and everyone was able to hide. Oh, the visible people need to run. Run! All no, of you, just run no, as fast no, no, as you can no, away no. from them. Get their attention. No, just run. No, run, run, no, run, run, run. I tell them to hide. I can't betray the people that we're hiring. No, no, it's fine. Ogres are slow. Run. It's all no, good. I promise you. No. Run, get their attention. They're not run. slower than a dwarf! I say hide. I'm sorry, Croak, but I can't... Or I'm, I'm sorry, Greg, speaking out of character, but... I, yeah, I, I shouldn't... I command the dwarves to wait. We shouldn't rush into this crook. But we need to make Okay. If the goal is to lure the ogres away, we can do that at any time. On three of us. Yeah, but, but but there's gonna be more. I'm telling you right now, there's more. There's there's way more. Hold okay, on, yeah, go for it. First off, crook. When you picked up that stone that you threw in the water, or what did you throw? In the... Let's assume. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know. You can't do it. You can't do it. Fine. Fuck. I say. Would it be possible, since, like, I'm wearing my armor and everything, but everything about me is invisible, right? If we all picked up that rock, like, if we all picked up the chest, would it turn invisible? I don't know, man. You know more about magic than me. So let's go find a large rock in the woods, pick it up, and see that if we pick it up, does it turn visible? All right. What rock? Invisible. Uh, let's go look around a little bit, and I think we kind of, like, go off in the opposite direction as the ogres and look for a big rock somewhere to pick up. Like, roughly chest size. I bang things as I go. I, like, tap brushes and rocks. God damn it. So, wait, but the dwarves aren't invisible yet. It's only those three. It's, it's the three of you. Um, yeah. And you're still working on your next invis for Redbeard. 
I stay with the I stay with the dwarves. Okay. Okay. I say, all right, Croak. We can test this between the two of us. It shouldn't make any difference in Malkel. Let's see if we can pick up something of roughly chest size, and if it turns invisible when we do so. You okay, find so a branch that has been. This is just going to look like a comedy of errors. Two people that can't see each other and can't coordinate are going to try to find the same big thing and yeah. pick it up at the same. I like. I grab your this, shoulders. This so scene deserves yakety sacks and like. <laughs> Bunny Hill music. Like, yeah. It's awkward. There's a lot of bumping into each other, losing each other, kind of Marco Poloing yourselves I, back yeah, to I one another. Shoulders that we don't get separated. Yeah. Eventually, you guys manage to come to a large branch that looks like it's been washed down the creek during a flood or something. So kind kind of chest size, like a small log. Yeah, I mean it's it's not the it's not the right dimensions, but it's probably the same weight. Okay. You know, or about this. Yeah. Okay, um, so similar try... surface area. Yeah, it's it's roughly a, a chest size thing, even if it's in a different shape. Sure. Um, okay. So we're gonna try picking that up and seeing what happens. Uh, it just rises up. So it's clearly visible? Clearly visible. Alright. Oh, My general thought, Mr. Van, I don't know much about magic, so maybe this is a bit presumptuous, but invisibility seems to be a thing that is kind of an aura close to your person. You see, none of my gear is visible, but if I've seen Malachi set that candle down and it exists, I imagine that whatever you pick up, if it can stay within your person, your physical immediate surroundings, then it might turn invisible. But anything too large that sticks out away from that aura is going to be visible. I'd have to ask Malachi about this, but do you think he could cast invisibility on the chest? Uh, I don't know. Magic is much beyond me, perhaps. We should go ask him. Ooh, Malachi, you're not invisible. One of the dwarves is. Because if you cast invisibility, you can't cast other... Oh, can you cast... No, he can cast spells. He just can't You can't cast attacks. combat spells. No combat mm. spells. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. It um it even mentions spells like bless, chant, and prayer are not attacks for this purpose. Um, yeah. So I don't I don't think those count as attacks. Well, that's nothing that's your call now, but uh, that's how I'd like it to be read. I mean, nope. really, it doesn't matter either way because you could just be visible and have the dwarves all be invisible and then invisibility on yourself. Right. Yeah. Uh, it specifically says note that the priest spells bless, chant, and prayer are not attacks. I feel. Like I think it's enumerating them specifically because it says priest AOE spells. Um, I specifically like AOEs that could affect anyone in the radius, including hostiles. Uh, they only affect. I think those three spells only affect allies. Let me check that because I, I think those are all specifically AOE spells and not targeted. Which Perhaps, is but it's also saying it specifies priest spells and then it names only three. So I think those three are exempt from breaking invis, but all the others will uh, okay. would break invis. Chant in prayer. Well, I guess I find that out the hard way then. Okay. Sure. So yeah. that ends up just another twenty minutes of studying. Yeah. So it takes um, exactly two hours. Yeah. All right. So two hours have passed. It's mid afternoon. Everyone's invisible. It's kind of awkward to find each other. Someone goes off to go to the bathroom and then bumps into people on their way back. The yeah, candle. Just... I put out like a yeah. I put out like a oh Malachi has the candle, so I guess he doesn't even have to light it since it's daylight. We can just wonder. Yeah. Right. Um, I say Malachi, would your magic work on the chest itself? I am afraid not. Are you sure? Yes. Damn. Let's. 
I honestly think we wait here to see if any more turn up. If it's only these three, then we make an attack. If it's any more than that, we head back to town and inform the Baron. If we're going to make an attack, I'd like to wait until tomorrow when I have spells. I mean, why, why are we attacking them? Like, we're all invisible, which is weird. But, like, what we need to do is get them out somehow and distracted, and we need to go in and pick up the platinum, which is the real treasure here, right? This is what the Baron is talking about. We take the platinum, bring it back, give him the platinum, and then we can tell him, hey, your gold and silver is in this chest with a million ogres around it. Feel free to attack it if you want. Right? Okay. Well, I have a plan to distract them if you want. I'm all ears, buddy. I, I, I think that is the way to do it, and we need to do it quickly before other ogres arrive. I could cause a loud uh, alarm to, to go off near the entrance to the cave. Rather than near the entrance to the cave, make it a little bit farther out. We want them well and truly yeah. away from the cave. It just, I think, it only 60 feet or something like that. That's not a loud ring in the cave. asking about people running around. Okay, reduces um, can be heard clearly within a 60 foot radius. So, can probably be heard unclearly from further away. Reduce the. Re oh. Yeah, I would assume you can like faintly hear it from further. I could try that, Croak, if you're willing to sneak in and try and grab the platinum while I distracted. I could probably. We could do this without breaking our invisibility, so. Uh, that's that. I mean, that seems like the way to go about it. If if we can find a way to get the three of them out of the cave and distracted with something for a period of time that it takes me to scoop up platinum coins into a bag and get out. Did you uh, did you notice that they had any ranged weapons? Have me scoop up platinum coins because then I can be invisible and move silently out of there. Did you uh, notice if they had any ranged weapons? Spears, big, big, big spears. Like put a hole in your whole face. You think they throw them? Yes. Okay. I Scratch assume everyone one. has spears. We'll throw them. Well, that's why I don't think we can use live bait. Because they'll just kill someone. We could have the dwarves try and do it, but... What say you, Redbeard? Be bait? Yeah, lead the ogres out of the cave. You would be invisible if you could at least not be tracked down. Keep yourself around trees. Make them think that you're... If, if you'd Go over and kick an ogre in the face and then walk away laughing at him? No, no, no. no, no. That, would, that would trigger... I mean, yeah, if you could do that and then run like balls, that'd be great. I would imagine just make noise. Shout at them, lure them out. Stay if all three them. of you do it, they're more likely to all come out after you. Always wanted to kick an ogre in the face. Never had an opportunity before. Redbeard, don't kick it in the face. You know, this invisible. Is the time. Can I kick it in the balls? You no, can no, totally you... kick it in the balls. You're invisible. You can kick it in all of its balls. If you, you just attack want to make it, sure to run out fast so that they come after you, and then run, 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 so they don't kill you. Croak is trying to get you to forfeit your life, Redbeard. It's not right. your life. If you fleet a foot, you will be the man. You will be the dwarf that kicked an ogre in the balls. You know right. how many free drinks that'll get you? You know how much renown you will get for being the one that faced down an ogre? Yeah, but the problem is you can't run away. Tell the tale. Broke. Let Malachi speak. Look, if he... Yeah, I, if I'm this... specifically not letting Malachi speak. Right? <laughs> if like, three of them... That was an in-character, like, talk over. If Red three of them can, uh... Try and distract the ogres, shout at them. The ogres are likely to follow them, and they could do so without becoming visible. Because the problem is, 
They might be able to run faster, but what if they can't run as long? Eventually, those ogres are going to catch them. Well, they the run into hardy and stout, man. I assume that their constitution will last long enough to outrun. Maybe they'll run into some giant spiders or whatever beasts live in these hills. I mean, standing here and talking as we are, we could run into some giant spiders and other beasts in the hills. Well, we're invisible, and they would be invisible. Maybe only one of you needs to kick the ogre in the balls. I don't know. It's up to you, man. It's a good way to go. Well, I mean, we're ready for that plan right now. If someone wants to go and uh, set it up. So, you're telling me if I kick an ogre in the face... And then run. Or if you just... If all three of you go and distract them and get them to follow you out the cave without attacking them, you can do so invisibly. Try and make them think that you're hiding around corners behind trees so that they follow you further and further out into the, into the hills looking for you. You think I'm a pixie? A sprite? I'm just gonna stand around and annoy people? I'm a dwarf, man. I don't do that stuff. Do you want the money in exactly. the Exactly. A dwarf walks up and kicks an ogre in the balls. And then he makes sure that he lives to tell all of his brothers about it by running away and getting their attention. And then you will be the one that aided the party in picking up and saving all of the platinum for all of the taxes. You will be a rich and well-renowned dwarf. Well, I didn't sign up to throw my life away for nothing. Hold you on. wouldn't throw your life away unless you're slow. My ogres are fast. They may not be as fast as you... But they're as fast or faster than me. Does that mean that you just aren't uh, capable? Like, I, I never knew a dwarf to back down from a challenge, especially when it came to kicking an ogre in the balls. Croak if the ogre Believe me, them. I could give that ogre the best kick in the balls it's ever had. And perhaps that would give you the head start you need. There's three of them with spears. We may like kicking ogres in the balls, but we're not dumb. There's three of them, and there's three of you. All three of them get kicked in the balls. All three of you get a head start. Are all as three of them lying I... down? I can't reach their balls otherwise. As much as I enjoy. Pretty good too. Oh, God. I can't as reach much... them. I'm only three feet tall. That kind of hushes the grimaces. As much as I enjoy a good penis measuring contest. What about a hand big... axe to the balls? Or Actually, a great axe to the yeah. balls? Malachi. That would even give you a bigger head start. Oh, God. Me and Van walk away. While Croak argues with the dwarf. How do you oh, walk away to the same spot? I just like, he, he calls out my name, Malachi, so I walk over to him. Yeah. You run into someone. <laughs> it's a counter attack. <laughs> Only if you push him into fire. <laughs> Alright, okay. Um, well, I'd like to speak to Van outside of earshot of the others. Okay. Only, so to, only to get a word in edgeways, Croak, no offense. It, it's very <laughs> awkward. But but yes, it can it be done. Eventually, the two of you are alone and invisible, so no one can see what you do to one another. Malachi, yeah. Is it, is it a viable solution for them to kick an ogre? Will they? They will definitely become visible, and then, the way I see it, the ogre catches them and kills them, and that we've got we haven't got enough time to go in and sneak the thing. Look, beyond that, if they turn visible, they'll know that we have invisibility going on to help us. Yeah, we can't give that kind of information away. We need to convince Croak to let the dwarves to. Well, maybe. Maybe Malachi, maybe these dwarves you fired. The Lord promised a knighthood to whoever returns these this treasure. Hmm. Money can do strange things to the hearts of the hearts of people. What are you I suggesting, Van? I don't. Obviously, I'm not going to make any action against these dwarves unless they show their true colors. Obviously, but I think we should be we should be cautious around them. 
be aware that these people probably have as much interest in returning these taxes as we do. I don't. I do not wish to betray them. I think dwarves are honorable folk, but uh, I think if it came down to it, we could best them. Yes, I'm simply saying that once we get that chest, we need to be cautious around them. Yeah. But I don't want to betray them, and I don't want to give away the fact that we have invisibility on our side. Do not let them go in and kick that ogre. Do you think that you could distract the ogres while invisible? Because you are faster than them. The dwarves, rightly say, may not be. I don't think... I believe the dwarves would be the best idea for the distraction, because I think we want to get the chest the hell away from the cave as fast as possible. Yeah, I agree. Faster with three full All right. Seconds. Look, I'm going to try and talk some sense into, into them. Okay. So I, you find me still in the midst of like a yelling match yeah. about kicking ogres in the balls. I, like, I say, Croak, could I talk to you for a minute? Yeah? What do you need now? I'm it. telling you, kick him in the balls. Come, come over here really quickly, Croak. I, I have a question for you. I mean, right. I'm here. Talk. Okay, I kind of like, I kind of, by the voice, I kind of feel my way up to Croak, and I say, I kind of do this to give Malachi a chance to uh, speak to the door and say, suppose I have two sons. <laughs> <laughs> one. So, yeah. I didn't one knew is, you were a married man, Mr. Cr uh, Mr. Van. One is strong. The other is weak. This one who is but or I have the opportunity to send one in for schooling, but I can only send one. What do you suggest? I suggest you send in the strong one. Hmm. And you at teach first I thought the same. Do other things. <laughs> See, I, there at are, first I thought there are a great many things that the weak and the overlooked can do with their lives, and they usually doesn't involve books. Right. While you this can conversation teach that is going on, a great on. many skills. Send the strong and. <laughs> I, right, I, I use this opportunity to, to talk to the dwarves. I think you're all still standing around the same area. I don't think Croak walked away from the dwarves. No, but yeah, I, I, I think, think Croak stops engaging in that conversation. conversation. All right, so you start whispering to the. Okay, what do you say, Look, Malachi? Red beard, brown beard, brown mm. beard. A second. Ah. I think you're right. You can't probably outrun the ogres, and if you turn visible, you know maybe you'll kill them. You seem like strong guys, but maybe you won't. So I think the smarter move here is look, right? You guys shout at them, try and lure them out of the cave. As long as you don't make an attack against them, they won't they won't see you. They may presume that you are off hidden around a corner or behind a tree or something like this. They follow you out. We sneak in. We take the platinum. We take whatever gold we can carry. We get back out. And then if there's a soul ogre left out in the plains while two of them return, then I'll help you kill him. Sounds like a deal. All right. Um, then you hear sounds like it, like moving dwarves and footsteps and branches and bushes and water, um, and the dwarves disappear. Well, they're they're already gone, but they they vanish <laughs> up ahead somewhere. They extra disappear. Yes. Just say that's what I was saying, man. It's very important <laughs> that the fooling goes to the strongest of the. Guys, stuff. guys, shush, shush. Look, the dwarf, the dwarves have gone. Wait for the wait for their uh, the ogres to come out of the cave. Malachi, if. Uh... If these dwarves continue, if these dwarves hold up their end of the deal all the way back to town, we should consider looking into um, permanent employment. I, I would like agree. I, I, we've spoke about this earlier, and Croak seemed to disagree, but perhaps a conversation for another time, eh? So while they're discussing the further employment of the dwarves, I'd like to begin moving silently down to the opening and like yeah. be ready for the, the ogres to rush out. Okay. Like, I want to plaster myself to the side where I was when I poked my head around in so that mm -hmm. they would run out. And then as they run out, I'll just run I'm, out. I move up with them. I want to be near the entrance of the cave to the I side. I a little like... bit further back because I jingle. I actually, yeah. the jingle doesn't really jingle, but I'm still in metal armor, so I'm not silent. 
Yeah. So I, um, I gotta stay a little bit further back, and I'll just wait for them to rush out and follow in after the party. Okay. Let's see what All happens. Right. Everyone takes their positions. No one's sure where anyone else is positioned. Yeah. Um, and then you start hearing these dwarves shouting in common. And then they change to dwarven, and they change to goblin. And they start shouting in all these different languages, and cursing, and yelling, and shrieking. Uh, at first, the ogres inside don't do anything. They go about their stuff exactly as they were. And then the one who was pretending to sleep gets up, grabs a spear, yells something in ogre, something loud and obnoxious. And walks out and just starts swinging his spear around and goes up and stabs a bush. And then rips the bush up and tosses it down. And goes over and starts yelling loudly in ogre. Um, the other two ogres come to the front as well. One of them comes over to the children and starts like ushering them to the back of the cave. Uh, so the one ogre stands in the front of the cave. But it's like 30 feet wide. So you know there's plenty of room to navigate around it. The other takes the kids to the back. And the third ogre is out in the open like just stabbing at bushes so okay hold on what there's there's one ogre taking care of the kids mm -hmm. has moved them away deep into the cave there's one stabbing people and there's one doing what just standing in the front of the cave is there room to move around him without touching him quite a bit of room i want to slip in behind him easy okay. peasy i go up to the chest uh, uh, and you see, hold on, when you go inside, you see that the children have been placed against the back wall adjacent to the chest. Just like, coincidentally, like, the chest is very near to them. We discussed last time I was in here. Hmm? I'm sorry, I missed that. Um, I thought the chest was in the middle of the room, wasn't that what we discussed last time you I was in here? You went through the middle to get to the back with the chest. Right. So you can get to the chest, it's just like, they've when they put the kids on one side... The, the kids kind of line up near to the me, chest. Yeah, like, let's... where the kids are, where the mother is, and where the chest is? Yeah, let's do a, a quick and dirty map. This is intense. Yeah. Right, I mean, so it's always... Oh, cool. We're going to look a little bit lower here. Hopefully, they can lure that ogre a pretty good distance away, and we might actually be able to just kill him. Yeah, I, I, could, I could kind of kill him. Alright, so if this is the cave, and it kind of wraps around like this on the other side, is that showing up right? Perfect. Um, the chest is like right here. It's not that big. Uh, and the young ogres are tucked back here like that with the big one standing like this. They're all kind of lined up against the wall. Then you've got another ogre guarding the center, and the last ogre, well, well above them outside and the, everything else. How many yards would you say that the outside ogre is away? I would okay. say the outside ogre is away from the one in the middle by about 80 yards. Okay. No, not 80 oh. yards, 50 yards. So this ogre here mm -hmm. has his or her back turned to the entrance and presumably to the chest and is ushering these around. Yeah, it's got it's yeah. got the kids kind of cornered and is and keeping these them kids in. are I guess probably upset, right? Somebody just stormed out, swinging a spear around. There's clearly tension. Their toys got taken away from them. They got moved to the back here. Uh, I mean, ogre's children aren't quite as fragile emotionally as human children. Um, but yeah, they they seem to be they're young. They're goblin-sized ogres. You know, they're they're uh -huh. really small, so they're well, they don't look Basically, too confused. Here's the thing: these five are distracted. To some extent. 
I've snuck past him. I'm invisible. I move silently to this side of the chest. Mm -hmm. It's already open. Totally open. I take my large sack out. Mm -hmm. And I fill it with the platinum coins as quietly as I can. All right, so it's like All one platinum at a time. You just like pick it up quietly and set I it mean, in the bag. In a handful, right? Quiet handfuls. Okay. And I reach all the way to the bottom of the bag and I release it quietly there. And I do the same okay. thing. The platinum is mixed in amongst lots of silver and copper. Um, so it's, you know, you're going to have to like pick the platinum up one or two at a time because they're not all in like a big lump. It's all, it's like a bunch of people jumped... There's like 2,000 copper coins, 1,000 silver coins, 900 platinum coins. They've all been like shaken in this big box almost. They're just spread out all over. It's really un... It seems like an unlikely way to carry taxes, but... It does. That's fine. I will pick through all the platinum that I can. Okay. Um, um, and so then... There's, oh, there's two ogres in this cave, right? Yeah. One at the one entrance, out. there's one back here. How, so, how far out is the one out going? 50 yards. 50, 50 yards. yards. Also, Malachi, you said you wanted to go to the cave entrance. What are you doing yeah. now? I'm just, like, standing here. Okay. And I'm, I'm watching this ogre. I'm trying to wait for him to be lured out a bit further. And uh, if he gets a bit further away, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow after him. Yeah, that's yeah. my plan as well. If that ogre keeps following them and he goes, like, a good distance, like, out of earshot kind of distance, I want to go and I just want to gank this guy. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, Croak, you're putting the coins in as quietly and as quickly as possible, sorting through the other coins, trying not to make too much noise. Uh, the ogre kids are babbling and talking over each other, while the big ogre, looks like a male here, is shushing them. The one that's standing in the doorway, in the caveway, I should say, is the one that has the leather armor and the shield. The other two big ones are just clothed in rags. Um... All of a sudden, the one outside gives a sharp yell, and the one inside with the children and the one at the, the, the entrance look in a, certain, a specific direction, and you see one of the dwarves is visible. Cool. Okay. I, I just kind of stop and wait and see what they do. Yep. Um, well, the dwarf... <laughs> you immediately hear someone yell... Uh, Jonathan, they can see ya! And he goes, oh, shit. And in his brain, he just <laughs> mentally, psychically hears, kick it in the balls. <laughs> um, the dwarf pulls out an axe, swings it at the ogre, misses wildly. The ogre takes a spear, plunges it into the dwarf. Wait, Neil, ogres got minus four against dwarfs. They do. Okay. That is already taken into account. Just making sure. Um... Five, for 11 points of damage and just like picks up the dwarf on the spear and lets it like slowly slide down to the other side and then holds the spear on the other end and like pushes the dwarf off the back of the spear. Which um, one was it? One oh, of the brown beards. In the minus four to hit that oh. step against dwarves? Yes. Yeah, yeah, he's included that. I wasn't sure if you had or not. Yes. Okay. Um, um, the other dwarves are now shrieking and uh, pretty soon they have broken invisibility too, but they do so with battle axe attacks while you guys are watching. Uh, that's one hit and one miss. I feel bad on the dwarves, man. I don't know what to do. Now, did I get a chance to learn invisibility back again so I can cast it again? Sure. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to make my way up to that ogre. Uh, the other guy hits oh. him for two points of damage. 
and they roll initiative. So I think you guys are just watching while the battle no, goes no. on. I want to move uh, 30 yards past the ogre, like up, up to here. I'm going to run 120 yards out, so I'm max distance to cast a spell at this ogre while being further away from the one who's still here. Yeah. I want to see what this ogre here does. So I want to be like here. Uh, hold on, I can't see where you're marking anything. Do it again. Where you want to be? I've, I've drawn M. Drawn an M. Oh yes, 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 yes. You want to be way up there. Assuming that that's thirty yards between me and that ogre. Sure. Um, so that's okay. where you're moving. Would you roll initiative, please? A D10. Yeah. Six. Okay. So the dwarves go first. They take their axes and hack at the ogre's legs. Natural twenty is a hit. Five more damage to the ogre. A nine is a miss, though. Five more to the ogre. Uh, the ogre goes, takes his spear, and plunges it towards the guy who just hit him, which is also other brown beard, and misses. Uh, Malachi, you get to that point, and what do you do? Cast sleep on that ogre. Ah. Roll me 2d4 for the number of hit dice you can affect. Five. Five. Uh, the ogre waves and collapses to the ground in a heap. Um, Assume one of the dwarves kills him, or I will kill him with my Nemithral dagger. If I... uh, well, next round is initiative. Meanwhile, Croak, you keep. What are you doing, Croak? Combat round. What did this dwarf or what did this ogre here do? Uh, turn. Put its back to the children, arms out on either side, spear in hand, looking through, looking out through the front of the cave. And it's looking out here. Yes. Okay, so for my round of combat, I just continue looting this chest into my bag. Okay. Uh, Sing, what do you do? Um, I don't want to make an action or an attack yet, but I want to start moving out over to the side of this. I'll draw it on the map. Um, I want to kind of wait for other members of the party to engage before I break visibility here. I'll go right around here. Okay. You could kill him, Rogue, because you haven't attacked this turn. Oh, crap. Fun. He sleeps before you make your attack, oh, so you, sorry. you uh, could kill him. Am I counted as in combat, Neil? Would I be able to just auto-kill him? Um, there's no immediate danger you could auto-kill him if you so desired. Okay, um, I will go up to him. I'm a pretty good distance out of the cave. So, wait, did he move? Oh, sorry. I'm, I'm moving some things around to make it so yeah. things aren't... I thought the triangle so out on me. No, no. Um, I'm going to go up and... Oh, fuck. This is a bad idea, but I'm going to go up and auto-kill him. Fuck it. Do it. Yeah, we've got this. Oh my god, stop. Stop. Uh, and... There we go. Uh, Neil, aid functions as a bless spell. Yes. As one of its effects. Would it break invisibility? You've already broke invisibility. Yeah, killing the guy breaks invisibility. I'm saying, like, if I did that beforehand... Would that break invisibility? Aid? I think that's one of those things that you don't know for certain. Okay. But if just, you, that's fine. Yeah. I wouldn't know arcane magic, so I'll just go up and auto-kill the guy. Fuck it. Also, if you don't kill him, there's a chance the other guy engages, yeah. and then we can't auto-kill him. Alright, but someone roll initiative for your team. I'll roll initiative for the dwarves and for the ogres. Okay. I'll do it again. Yeah? Fuck. That's fine. Uh, yeah, yeah fuck right. it, whatever. Oh, shit. Sorry. Nine. <laughs> that's fine. I'm just going to die this round. That's okay. Alright, no, so no, Van, you, you already went up and... Slit the ogre's yeah. throat, hacked it to bits with your scimitar. Yeah, um, and I'm ready to run if need be. <laughs> okay. The dwarves form up near the body of the other ogre next to you, and 
make crude gestures at the remaining ogre uh, while readying their battle axes. The ogre in the middle, with the armor and the shield and the spear, comes running out in a dead charge right at Brownbeard number one. Um, No, that's not a hit. Takes a nasty stab with his spear, but it eats dirt. Um, that's seven. Party goes at... Oh, the, the actually, the dwarves get attacks because they readied their attacks. Uh, they both miss. Van. Party, and, in I'll, fact, whole I'll party. Go for, I'll go first. I cast sleep on that ogre. Do you have two <laughs> sleep spells? Yep. Two sleep, one magic missile. Do it. Uh, 2d4? Yep. Seven. Ooh. Uh, ogre does not fall asleep. I knew it. This one's got more head dice. All right. Van. Shit. Um, I'm actually a little bit nervous about that, actually. Van. Croak. All right. I am going. Yeah, have Croak continues looting the the chest into his okay. bag while keeping an eye. You know what? On, I almost pointed at the screen because you guys. <laughs> keeping an eye on this ogre, making sure it's still distracted. Okay. Right, you know what? Battle. No, I... can we delete one of the ogres? Oh yes, that sounds like a great idea. Uh, Malachi is visible as well now. Yeah, because he cast sleep. Uh, I was already visible anyway. Yeah, he was visible into the first. I'm behind the dwarfs though, Nail, right? Right. Yeah. All right, so he made a bad attack. I think. God, I really have bad spells for this encounter. I. He's attacking the dwarves first. Yeah, I think the dwarves are slightly before you. Kind of like that. I don't know if I want to attack this round or start with aid. I think I'm going to cast aid on myself first so that I have a little bit more of a buffer if I get it. Add that d8 to your HP. Temporary HP. Also, it's a bless spell. Right. Perfect. It's exactly what I needed. Um, We all got bless. Yeah, it functions as a bless spell. So the I might, I might. No, it, it functions as a bless specifically for Van Helsing, not for everyone else. Yeah, okay. let, let me double check to make sure that's the case. But I'm pretty sure right now. Yeah. All right. Initiative for next round. Fine. Okay. Yep. Yes. Party goes first. I'll go right. first. I cast irritation at the big ogre, and mm. I cast it as the short-term one that. He basically has to spend this entire round itching, uh, or if he doesn't, he's going to get um, penalties to his attacks and stuff. If one round is not immediately spent scratching the irritated area, the creature is so affected the next three rounds are spent squirming, worsening AC by four and attack rolls by two. Nice. Okay. Uh, oh, he gets a saving throw, though. Yeah. And fails. So, okay. all right. Um, Van, what are you doing? I'm going to make an attack. Fuck it. You come at the ogre with your scimitar? Uh, I have Thacko 18. No bonus to hit. 17. That's going to be a hit. That is a hit. Plus one to damage. So, Oh, I can just add that to the roll. Six damage. Six damage. Okay. Well, let me just make my notes. Ooh. Okay. You hit him. You hit him good. Mm-hmm. Um, Croak, you keep pocketing that platinum. Yep. The ogres go next. The one inside takes its spear, takes a couple of steps, and hurls it out towards the dwarves. 
at one of the dwarves. Wait, how far back is it? It's a long range. It's it's a good range, but these are ogres using larger weapons, so their little range is a lot farther than a medium-sized Sh creature. Shooting into melee combat, though. He's much more likely to hit the ogre than the dwarves. That is true. Well, there's dwarf, dwarf, and Van Helsing, so... 50-50 Right. No, 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 no. no, no. The, the dwarves count as half. The... the Van Helsing counts as one, and the ogre counts as two. Right, so 50-50 so to hit. Uh... Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. Sorry, my bad. That's assuming he even hits anything. All right, yeah. one, two, three, four. No, okay. I think he rolls to see who he hits first. Right. Different, different AC, right? Yeah. He goes after Van. Van is the one that he targets, inevitably. Uh, and I believe he hits you, Van. Shit. 15, or 5 AC. Yes. Man, you take you 12 damage as the spear... I am going to die. No, as the spear no. hits you in the gut. Uh, the other ogre plunges his spear once again at Brownbeard number 2. And I believe... Oh no, the minus 4 for dwarves being so short um, is a miss. The dwarf All ducks right. and rolls with surprising dexterity for a dwarf and comes out the other I side. To meet the short fat man. All right. So he's... Uh, He's affected by irritation now for the next three yeah. rounds. Um, right, and the dwarves make their attacks at the end of the round, both minus, missing dramatically. Minus four AC, no. So, Sean, what is yeah. your health at? Okay. I'm at six HP. Oh, Jesus. Um, uh, initiatives, please. All right. Bam. The ogre's down four AC, you know, Neil, yeah. I'll go ahead and roll, since yep. I'm mostly yep. going to die here. Five. Party goes first. I retreat backwards, and I, like, it's, a, it's an action to make, like, a disengage, right? Correct. I'm going to do that. I'm going to move back to where Malachi is, and then I'm going to draw my bow. Um, okay. The dwarves see you retreating. I, 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 like, say I'll provide range cover, and I, like, make a very careful retreat and, like, draw my bow as I'm going. I think they kind of get the idea that I just took a fucking spear to the gut. I'm like, all right, I'm going to do something a little bit lighter here. Okay. I'll cast a spell now. Uh, the dwarves see you take the spear. They see you begin to fall back, and they withdraw as well. No. Yep. If they're going to withdraw alongside me, I'm just going to break into a run. I shouted them to hold that ground. Cold Are you powers. fucking kidding me? Did you see that spear? I break into a run. All right, you break into a run. The dwarves break into a run. Malachi? We have to get the hell out of here. Malachi, what do you do? I invisibility myself. Poof. Malachi's invisible. So I'm at least faster than these dwarves. I am bailing the fuck out. Alright. <laughs> I careen around the edge of the cave and I'm gonna... Wait. Mm. I ask, I'm worried I, about like, the I say, Malachi, lead me. And I'm hoping that'll lead me by voice. Like, give me an idea of where to run so we don't get separated. Uh, I say, wait. The ogre hurls his spear. Out of dwarf. Would he, yeah, why would he change targets if it's all three of us running away? He was going after the dwarves originally. He was. Let's see who he hurls it at. I might oh, die here. I need a d4 here. He Wait, hurls the spear at Mal uh, not Mal uh, Van Helsing again. Shit. I'm going to die. But he's got a penalty oh. of two to his attacks? Yeah. Does, did okay. did you turn your back to him? Yeah, he did. But it's alright, he rolls a natural three. It's a wild miss. The spear lands well behind Van Helsing and kind of digs itself into the ground. Glancing a look over your shoulder, you see the dwarf, uh, the ogre picks up the spear that had, like, hit you and apparently Wait, must have fallen out of me. 
It's a huge spear. Like, there's no way you can move with it in you. But I pull it out and hold on to it. I don't want to give him more ammunition. Uh, you would be dropping your scimitar to do that and your shield. Or, or your shield. To have done that. Or, or the shield. So, um, a giant space I sounds think, like an upgrade. Like, at the point when you're standing before this guy and you hit, you're not thinking, I'm going to keep this spear me while I run away so he doesn't get ammunition because he was standing there and stabbing with his own weapon at the time. That's a good point. I think it would be weird okay, to... Okay, here's my argument then. I don't think he could pick up a second spear and throw it in the same round. No, not in the same and round. I can move 120 yards in a round. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like at that point... Okay, fine. That's yeah, yeah. Sure, I yeah. Dropped, so I he picks it. up the... He takes a few steps forward, hurls the spear, goes back, picks up the other one, and starts moving towards you and the dwarves who are all fleeing. Yeah, the Malachi... dwarves half my rate. Right. Malachi vanishes. Croak is inside, picking up more wealth. Uh, it's getting to the point where you can't see any more obvious platinum, and you're going to have to start, like, digging and pushing silver and copper How aside. How full is my bag now that there's no more obvious platinum? It looks like you've got maybe 80 platinum in it. I start taking silver. Okay. It's not enough. Okay. I feel like 80 platinum makes us pretty, uh... Um... Yeah, but it's nowhere near 900 platinum or whatever it was. No, but we can say that it's, like... Look, there's ogres here. If you want your platinum back, I don't actually yeah. think these are the taxes, guys. Um, initiative. Ooh. Uh, who wants to roll? I mean, so roll a d10. I moved. I'll roll it. Do you I'm want me to roll for how quickly I uh, keep taking silver? <laughs> so okay, so I rolled a six. Okay. Here's the um. So I'm like twice as far away as these dwarves at this point. Right. You're you're fleeing. Yeah. Um, the ogre goes first. He gives a great bellow, takes a running start, and hurls the spear at one of the dwarves. Ooh, that's on the edge. Um, oh, he's got a penalty of four to attacks, as he's so itchy. A two of two attacks. So a five becomes a three, plus two for back attack is five. That's minus four for dwarves is one. Thacko, no. He does not hit a dwarf. The spear falls, spear falls short again. Um, I, say, I say to Vanna, I say, I'll meet you back at town. And well, the no, ogre say... stops and goes back to the dead ogre and cradles its head in the, his lap. Okay. So is Malachi audibly leading me since I asked him to? No, I uh, I tell you I'm, I'll meet you back at town and then you don't hear me anymore. Motherfucker. I, I head back to where the candle was, Neil. I want to go and grab that in case you were going to screw me on that. Good call. Yeah. Um, and then I'm going to sit down and start refilling my spellbook. I'm going to kill these ogres on my own. So, um, Neil, you said this guy came back in and started cradling his head in the other ogre's lap? Yeah, kind of at where he was still positioned well out of the entrance of the cave. The armored yeah. ogre now has, like, the dead ogre's head in his lap. Okay. What is the one that pitched this first spear doing, this one down here? Um, he has picked up a club that was off the floor, kind of stacked, kind of not hidden, but just not visible behind some furs and stuff. It's just a big, meaty club. Uh, and is just and... standing in front of the kids, looking out carefully. Okay, so she leaves, picks up a club, comes back. Mm -hmm. How far away is the club that she picks up? Oh, like 10 feet. It was really close by, like just a couple steps. So, like, okay, so here's the thing, right? She takes a couple of steps away, like, back to me, mm -hmm. picks up a club. How long does that take? Do I have enough time to scoop coins and fill the rest of the bag? Well, you don't know how long, what she's doing when she starts to walk away. 
You know, so that's kind of like but it's a... not an immediate thing, right? I can see that she puts her back to me and takes a step away, and it's not like I picked up a club and I'm back. Right, right. It's more of like a watching, takes a couple of steps carefully. Okay. So when she when club. she is watching and puts her back to me and is clearly doing other things, mm -hmm. I scoop the rest like uh, the bag full and put it in my like put it away and like walk slowly and okay. silently this direction out of the cave. Okay. Here and then around and then back up to like where we were up here. I uh Okay. Alright, the children look at the look towards you, but apparently the, the mother doesn't notice. Um and then one of them starts playing with the coins and picking them up and kind of splashing them around. Mom comes back and slaps the kid around and tells him to pick up the coins again. You assume, because the kids then start picking up coins. And uh -huh. Croak sneaks out with a heavy bag. Okay. Well, I guess I go and get my candle and I sit down and I want to refill. I'll, I'll sit there for like an hour and refill my spellbook a bit. Are we... Okay, so wait, are we close enough to the, um, the town that I would know how to get back? Yeah, you just head how, north. How long would it take exactly? Four or five hours. Okay. With that in mind, it'll be night before time. you arrive. Yeah, I want to. I want to see if I can find another party member first, and I think the campsite would be one of the places that I would check. Like, I start to look around a little bit once I like lose sight of the other ogres. Like, what campsite? The one that we were staying at, where the candle was. Okay, so that's that's like 500 feet from the ogre cave. That's... Yeah, I like run away first, and I take a long walk around. Okay, like, so it's, you're gonna have to like run away, run up a hill, yeah. and then come all the way I'm... back around. It'll take you yeah, a couple hours. Because I know they're both invisible still, and I right. don't want to go four to five hours on my own with six HP in the wilderness. You're not on your own. You got two dwarves you got with you. Got two dwarves, man. That's true. I kind of like once we all get away, I guess, since the ogre stopped chasing. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm the. Yeah, so you get you get up the hill with these dwarves. Yeah, it's clear that the I'm ogres aren't chasing been, anymore. Saying like, "What happened? Why did your friends <sighs> become visible?" I don't know. You're the wizard. You tell me. I'm no wizard. I'm a cleric. Same thing. Wizard of the gods. <laughs> you you would be surprised, but anyways, I don't think going back to town is our best option. At least not yet. We should at least see if we can regroup with the other party members. If not, we should go back to town on our own. Didn't you hear him? He said he's headed back to town. He said he'll meet me there, but we don't know where Croak is. He went inside the cave. I think we should wait at the campsite. You don't know where I went, buddy. I'm in. Oh, yeah, I didn't know you went to the cave. That's right. Yeah. Um. So I just say I don't know where Croak is. I think he puts a hand. No, he can't reach your shoulder. So he puts a hand on your hip and goes, "Laddie, your friends are either dead or they've run off. We'll meet them back at town. There's nothing we can do for them at this point. I am not going anywhere near them ogres again." All right, fine. Uh, we should move quickly back to town. The faster we right. move, the less likely we are to run into anything let's, uncouth. Let's get a move on. Yeah, and I, I guess we take a nice yog back to town. Yes. So I get to the candle, and uh, I just kind of speak quietly, but tersely, like, uh, hello, anybody here? You hear uh, a click, and the, the candle goes on fire. Uh, very good, Mr. Malachi. Anybody else? I got what we need. We can leave now. I think it's just us. Doesn't look like you've got all of it. Oh, no, I don't have the whole chest, but I have plenty of platinum and a heavy sack. Let's go. Look, wait, here's the plan, Krog. You make us, we stay invisible, we wait inside the cave, and go to, both go to sleep. We cut their throats. We take all of the treasure. Well... Um, my worry is that uh, there's going to be more ogres coming. 
If, uh, let's say, let's say this, we'll wait until midnight. If no other ogres come, we'll walk in. You can sleep anybody that's not asleep, and we start slitting throats. Well, the sleep spell was ineffective against the big one. But I figured, well, we'll like... hope he goes to sleep naturally. He was just in a fight. Even if only one of them is asleep, I could sneak in, kill that one, return invisible. I mean, you have a thief here who's very capable of sneaking in as well. We can kill yeah. a lot of people. This is my issue. If there's more ogres coming, we don't want any business. We don't want any part of it. If it's just the two left in there and the babes, well, then if no one else comes by midnight, let's, let's go to town on them, and you can just sleep them all to death. All right. We'll cut their throats and take the rest of it with us. Otherwise, let's just leave. I got a heavy sack full of coin, and I don't think that uh, we need to bother ourselves too much with the rest of it. Well, you keep watch. I'm gonna. I need to study. Okay. And I start filling my spell book again now. I start snapping my fingers a lot, trying to make the candle turn on and off, and it doesn't Not work. A bit. And it irritates me, so I do it more. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you guys are hanging out, and maybe an hour and a half later, the sun is beginning to set. It's not quite down yet, but it's on. It's on its way down. Uh, when you see two ogres coming this way uh, one of them is wearing that same kind of oversized leather armor carries a shield and a massive two-handed sword okay well uh, well like a, a normal two-handed sword that he's carrying in one hand um, let's, actually, uh, let's get out of here no. yep all right we wait for them to pass and then head back to yeah. town okay uh everyone gets back to town safely <laughs> i think we meet up in the tavern He's right. Now, so I have something to do before up in the tavern. It's dark. Ooh, what time is it when I get back to town? It's like five hours after almost sundown, so two, three hours after sundown. So two, hours, two, three hours after sundown, is there somebody around, an official, a constable, somebody that would look at the markings on a coin and tell me where it came from? Yeah, but hold on. Before you even get to town... Okay. Um... When you guys get to the gates to town, they are closed, and you're invisible. Mm -hmm. So, how do you get into town? We've already made it back to town. You guys made it back to town after sundown, but you, um, you know, you're visible. You walk up, they see it's a human and a couple of dwarves. They let you in without a problem. Describe the 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 gate and the walls and the setup here. It is a stone wall, maybe twenty feet high, with parapets along it, and a large double set of double wooden doors in front of the gates. It looks like there's area for a portcullis to come down too, but the portcullis is raised. It's just doors closed. Do you want to see something cool, Crook? Can I move? Um, yes, I do want to see something cool, Malachi. What are you What are you doing? I start memorizing knock. Okay. Do you have a no. free slot? Uh, what have I got? I didn't finish writing down what I learned. I think I've got two invisibility. So you've got... Uh, do you have a level two? So I'm gonna, no, I'd have to uh, waste an invisibility. So I refresh the invisibility on myself and then start learning knock. Can I... Okay, so is there a place... Like, Can I wander this wall uh, 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 an amount that I am now out of sight of potentially anyone watching the wall? Well, you're invisible, so you're out of sight of everyone. But if I were visible, right? Do you want to be like underneath the wall and? It's it's a it's a wall. It's a square. It's a circle. Right. right? There's people clearly watching the portcullis. I'm sure there's someone farther down the wall. Mm -hmm. Can I find an equidistant portion where like no one would be watching? Um. Yeah. 
It I, I mean, want to climb the wall. Okay. What is your climb walls check? 60%. All right. Roll me a D100. I Boom. pass. Uh, you scramble up the wall. And then I go invisibly. Like, I, I scramble up the wall. I scramble back down. I go to, like, the portcullis, and I just, like, wait, like, expecting something cool. <laughs> I don't know. I want to try and get myself killed by the gods. Malachi, I... you're, you're by yourself just hanging out. You don't no. know that Croak is gone, or maybe you do know that he's gone, but... I suspect I it. I don't mean to um, influence yeah. any decisions here, but why aren't you guys just going visible? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I got halfway through learning the spell, and I think, you know what, and then uh, I, I cancel the invisibility and shout out to the guards and say, Hail! Who goes there? I'm an adventurer. I've been out in the hills, investigating the missing taxes. Oh, it's be you better get in. It's dark out. The spiders are about. Yes, thank you. They open the door. All right, I walk in. Croak is probably As he disappointed. he walks past me, I'm like, that was significantly less cool than I was allowed to believe. The guard draws his short sword and whirls around, looking for the invisible thing that said something. goes, who goes there? I say, I don't worry, it's just my friend. Off towards town. I cancel the invisibility on him as he walks off. God damn it. Like, don't worry, it's just my friend. The guard looks at you hard. He looks you up and down and looks like he's memorizing your face and goes, don't play tricks on us, wizard. It's been a long night, so I apologize. Do you have any other invisible friends walking in with you? That was the last one. I thought it best to cancel the spell. We were escaping from ogres that stole your taxes. I'm sure you were. Get inside. He shuts the gate. And the party reconvenes with their dwarves. Yeah. Uh, Redbeard and Brownbeard. I want I to find like a tax collector or a constable or somebody that would recognize coin. And I want to show them one of the platinum pieces I have collected and ask them if this came from the taxes. Um, let's see. Uh, do you want to do that tonight? Like go to the constable station and rouse whoever's around? Yes. And uh, I want to do it myself. The or maybe me and Malachi, but mostly just myself. The like sheriff of the town confirms that that is indeed one of the platinum coins that was stolen. He recognizes the face. Okay. Yeah, I say, uh, then uh, I have solved your problem. Here in this bag, you will find um, around 80 platinum pieces that I was able to recover. And I give him directions to the ogre cave and tell him, one was slain and one was badly injured, but there are at minimum five ogres keeping guard of the rest of the chest. How, how did you get the, these coins out? I am very sneaky, sir. I am I'm large and uh, quite uh, hard for people to imagine me being soft of foot, but I'm a raised and born hunter. Uh, it was just a matter of waiting for the opportune moment when the ogres were distracted and then taking advantage of their rather simplistic mental states and lack of intelligence. Well, I'm sure that Baron Wiley will want a word with you. Uh, where are you staying so that I can... I tell him the ...fetch end. you. Right. Yeah. Um, he says that he will... He tells you to expect someone to come fetch you in the morning. I say, excellent. I'll be holding on to this bag for him, and uh, we'll have a talk with that Baron. 
Uh, he asks if you can take the one coin that you handed him as Absolutely, evidence. that one is yours. Cool. No, I, I get back to the... When I'm out of his sight and on my own, mm-hmm. want to go through and pick about 10 or 15 or 20 platinum pieces and put them in my own bag and please, then leave the rest here. Please add those to your character sheet in a separate way. Um, I, and... uh, I get to the tavern. Yeah. Is the dwarf that revealed himself first dead or alive? He was the one who got speared. Oh, he's dead. Yeah. Okay. He's All right. Dead. Well, I was going to go hit him in the face with my quartz stuff, but I won't. Um, so I think we're all kind of in the tavern. Van has like bandaged his gut. Yeah. But he's, you know, clearly in a lot of pain and he's been waiting for you to show up. Um, when ah, you... it's, good. it's good to see you made it. When you show up, Malachi, Redbeard comes down, comes over to you, and punches you in the thigh and says, What the, fuck? What the hell? You said I we'd could... stay invisible as long as we didn't attack him. Your friend blatantly attacked the ogre. I'd kill him myself if he weren't already dead. The man's a fool. Malachi, relax. Redbeard, relax. This is no time for infighting. Got Bank my brother killed. You owe me two more days, Redbeard. The hell I do! Well, you won't be getting your five, four gold. You already ripped me off. I knew I couldn't trust the likes of you. I, I walk Why? up and I hand him his five gold. I, you, I... I, I kind of walk into this. Don't worry, Malachi has a prickly sword. Here's your five gold. With his plus six reaction adjustment says... This is no time for infighting. This is no time to be at each other's throats. We all just survived a very close encounter. We have what we needed. We should... Actually, I don't know that we have what we need. Fuck! I have no quarrel with you, Van Helsing, but it's not infighting, because this man is no friend of mine. I go to the bar. No better than ever trust a wizard. Nothing ever good came from a wizard! He shouts. I just kind of like sigh when he walks off and say... I apologize. You do have one thing, right? Wizards can be dicks. And I just kind of walk back up to the bar with Malachi. Maybe that's the closing scene. Yeah. He takes his buddy, and the two of them depart. Should we uh, do the whole bit with the Baron in the morning? Yeah. Well, well, no. That's. I think that'll head next, next session. Because that'll be probably be 20 minutes or so. Yeah. Um, so I think... Uh, thing, oh, wait. One thing oh, yes. I want to do, Neil. Yes, yes. Uh, I burn my last two first level spells because I'm going to go on a healing rampage tomorrow morning. What spells do you have to burn? Uh, I detect if there's any poison in the tavern first. <laughs> uh, yes, there is a person on them that has poison. Oh, uh, who is it? It's oh, a guy. Me. I have poison on me. <laughs> oh, Croak's got poison on him, and then there's somebody else hanging around. I still poison. have rat poison. Uh, Does he look like a shady individual, or just kind of? No, like he's a like dude? a. Okay, he's just, a guy. Kinda... He's lightly armed with a dagger. He's just having a drink. I take note of that, and then I cash. I find like an unshod stick somewhere and cast shillelagh just to get rid of it. I kind of like feel around with the shillelagh, see how it works, like see how it you know feels it's as a nice, weapon. It's a nice weapon. Yeah. All right. And then tomorrow morning I'm gonna learn five cure light wounds. <laughs> All right. So, um, common individual awards. Player has a clever idea. Um, there are a lot of clever ideas going on today. Yeah. Can we yeah. enumerate them? Um, um, antidote was clever. Whose idea was the um, antidote? Mine. Van. It was fun. Van. Van always has the clever ideas. Mark 100 Van. All right. Uh, let's see. I don't know if you could call abusing the potion of vitality clever. No. 
I would say you're. No, I would say the invisibility chain's clever. Mark a hundred. Okay. That was good. Um, What were we gonna say, Cloak? I thought that my splashing in the water and screaming to get their attention was clever, even though it didn't work. It was. I'll fifty for that. That was clever. Him going in and being so brazen as to loot the chest while they were both sitting next to it was pretty damn clever. Absolutely. Being like, able to like pick out platinums one at a time. Yeah. Uh, and when the thing looked away, he like scooped them all out. Yep. Uh, mark a hundred for your looting, Croak. Um, uh, what else? And also, Croak, mark fifty for uh, going to someone to see if the coins match because I don't think everyone. I don't think. Most people would realize that, you know, coins have significance. Oh, did, does he get the uh, 200 for the 20 platinum that he stole from it? Yes. Uh, no, how, mean, much, how much platinum did you take in the end? I stole a lot more than that. I stole but, that you're, but you're not, you're giving most of that back. You're going to make a ton of money off this. Yeah, card. but I stole, like, I would put my life on the line to steal all of that. And then what I do with it, like, if I steal a thousand gold, but then turn around and buy a scimitar of plus five, right? Just because it's a quest item doesn't mean I didn't steal it. That's true. Also, think on that, but uh, there was a very clever ruse for abusing the potion to a drinking game, and we got 100 gold out of that. That's true. Whose idea was that? I think Croak started that. I started it, yeah. Croak, take 100. Malachi, take 50. All right. A player has a clever idea that saves the party... I don't, I don't think, anyone think there was any party. party endangerment really going on. I think we just ran away when shit got real. Yeah. Didn't fail, I thought. <laughs> <laughs> uh, everyone mark 200 for role-playing your characters well. Um, none of those apply. No warriors in the group anymore. Um, priest, per successful use of granted power, no. Uh, spells cast to overcome foes. Yeah. Entangles level 1. Uh, entangle, I cast... Uh, gotta cast something else. Cures. Entangles, aid. cures, aid. Uh, take an eight. So take 100 for their spells. It's 150 because aid's level two. 150, please. Um, you cast a couple cures, though, right? Yeah, but that's not... If, if it was like a critical cure in combat, that's fine. But yeah. his cures were all out of combat. I wouldn't worry about it. I can actually cast um, a spell called Withdraw that would let me cast Cure Light Wounds up to five times in a single round. I think that would be a time where I would get Jesus, yeah. experience with that. Um, wizards, spells cast to overcome foes or problems. You have cast six invisibilities? Seven. Seven invisibilities. Of... Sleep and irritation. Sleep and irritation. All right. So invisibility second level. Yeah. And so is uh, irritation. So that's eight second level spells. So that's yeah. eight hundred for those plus fifty for the sleep. I learned some spells as well. Yeah. See, this is where all that experience yeah, that croak was getting before yeah. to kind of propel people forward. Now the spellcasters okay. are getting it. The only reason he's getting that much though is because that yeah, is the potion. <laughs> yes. Yes. So uh, I think it'll be a bigger deal once he's level five. Yeah. I learned. I learned in this and ESP. Ooh, so mark another 400. 400. Yeah. Um, rogue, per successful use of a special ability. Um, I did a lot of moving silently. Right, but most of it was not really useful. Um, that is to say that they were too far away to have heard you to begin with. And some of them you failed, actually, because I roll them in secret, but they uh-huh. just mi- missed their uh, spot checks. Okay. Um, I did do a climbing over the wall. You did? Mark 200 for climbing a wall. Nice. Um, not that you needed to, just because just, you just did. 
Yeah. It does specifically, I, I think that's fair because he could have gotten into the town with that. Yeah. But um, it does specifically say if you just use the thief abilities just to use them, then you don't get experience right. for it. Right, right. You could overcome an issue, right? Yeah, that would have well, been a potential. That, that's a, a good way to do it. Now, the loot per gold piece value of treasure obtained. I think My... if your, your quest is to bring back a thousand gold pieces, just as an example, and you bring back a thousand gold pieces, you don't get the experience for that. But if you bring back 900 and keep 100 for yourself i think that 100 is the experience here's the deal though i didn't acquire this via fighting and killing the ogres and just obtaining them right i snuck in while a fight was going on like right next to an ogre and stole every coin from them and even risked scooping up the rest while that was going on Okay, because it was under their nose in the middle of combat i think that's a valid point yeah I think in most situations, the other way would apply, but this one, I think you're definitely right. So, what was it? Uh, two experience per gold? Was that it? I think so, yeah. Yeah, uh, so you got 80... Platinum. 80 platinum. Plus however much silver and other coins I scooped up. Oh, so much so, so much for that Spellcaster XP. He's got like 2,000 there. Um, let's see. You got maybe another 100 silver... Um, so that's what? Uh, 10, 10 gold. gold. We're on 810 gold so far. Yeah. And the copper is pretty minuscule. Let's say you got like Five gold. 100, 100 copper, which is another one gold. So 811 times 2 is 1622 experience for loot and treasure. And if those of you guys that have your 10%, please mark 10% for all these things as well. Neil, you've not given us XP for the quest and for... Uh... Killing the hobgoblins and the ogre. Right, we killed right. hobgoblins and an ogre. I would say we defeated we, only one ogre. We killed. We defeated the ogre. Clark, you are looting. <laughs> yeah, very true. Um, um. So let's see. An ogre. Let me just add up that stuff on the side. Ogre worth forty XP. Uh, let's see. So seventy plus. Six hobgoblins, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H. Mm. I might have leveled up. Does Is anything going to happen during the night, or can we just go to the next morning? Uh, we can go to the next morning, but we'll do it next week. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I need to go. Um, yeah, I need to get going, too, here soon. While I'm 20. thinking of it, I'll make the Reddit thread for everybody. Please come tell us what you think. I love hearing everybody talk about the show. Agreed. Yes. Uh, so it's another 156 experience for everybody for combat. And the quest? Oh, uh, is not? not finished. You can okay, we'll so roll that into next week. Um, Sweet. Let's see. Is there anything else that is experience point worthy? Uh, I do want to give you guys some experience for organizing yourselves with these dwarves and having a relationship with them, even if it ended poorly. So everyone mark down another 200 experience for your dwarven relationships. Um, 150? 200? Oh, 200. I think that's it. So, Neil, I'm pretty sure I leveled up. Pretty sure? Yeah. Nice. 
I'm so far away. 200, 300, 400, 500, 600, 800, 1,000, 2,622, 2,778 plus my 10%. Them accounting skills right there. 2,778 times 1.10. 3055. Huh? 3055. I level up. I thought you were like 16,000 away. No, because I was... I was at with the with the extra experience. I was at seventeen hundred okay. or seventeen thousand. All right, buddy. Um, so, do you want to roll that big fat one again? Yeah, let's I'm see sorry, if I roll another one. Seventeen thousand experience, or you hit seventeen thousand? Huh? How much did you gain experience wise? The second? three thousand. I just gained three thousand. Okay, I thought you said you gained seventeen thousand for a second. I was like, what? no, with the extra experience from last session, it bumped me up a little bit. So now okay. with the extra three thousand this session, I go. All right, roll it, Craig. Come on. Yeah. Woo! Yes, finally. Eighteen. Damn. You almost have as much as me. And I'm excited. Or level six. Does your Thacko go down? No, not yet. Okay, at odd levels, right? Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. At odd levels. Um, so that's another 30 points to divide amongst your skills. You also no longer have the penalty to open right. locks for your finger being ripped off. My penalty is gone away, and I get an extra 30. Yes. Um, I'm going to put those half and half to pickpockets and open locks, so you can just know that. Okay. Uh, does that mean your pickpockets and open locks are almost maxed? My open locks is 75. My pickpockets is 70. Okay. 95 is the max, so you're getting right. close. Um, oh, actually, we have to talk about next week because I am going to be in San Francisco next week. Um, I can do the next two Saturdays, but not the next two Sundays. I can probably do either. I could play basically any time of the day on Saturday, but I can't do Sundays for them. Okay. Weekends for me are pretty much uh, Hardcore Heroes first, everything else second. Cool. So um, okay. I will coordinate with my plans, and I'll send you guys an email within the next 24 hours uh, or 36 hours at the most to let you know what our scheduling is going to be. But I think we'll probably just do next Saturday, like earlier in the day, like uh, okay. one hour earlier than today's start time, if that works with you guys. Yeah, that sounds yeah. great. Yeah. What okay. we initially had is our start time. Yeah. Saturday, Saturday, all right. Saturday, right. I just, I, I am out of town and yeah, yeah, I, I need, a, I have some driving time. So. Oh, wait. Um, okay. I, I we'll, we'll, we'll talk about we'll it. Coordinate. Yeah. We'll coordinate. We'll coordinate. Yeah. Um, so I guess there's a Reddit thread up for. Reddit thread has been posted. Please come talk to us about Hardcore Heroes. We love to hear the fans. It's yeah. great. Yes. I check uh, it too much. It's, it's <laughs> yeah, I check it a lot. two sessions in a row, guys, where I was expecting somebody in the party to die. I thought it was going to be me this time. That I was, was really fun. worried for you. Yeah, I was you got really lucky. worried for you. That second spear throw, man. That 2d4 plus 6 damage. Mm. 2d4 plus yeah. 6? He yeah. hit me. Oh, never mind. Sorry, I was I completely messed that up. So he hit me for twelve, almost max damage. Yeah, yeah I think he rolled a 4 and a 2 or something. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. That's it. Sleep. Uh, happy Mother's Day. Make sure to say Happy yeah. Mother's Day to your parents or to your mothers. Not, not if you're English. Right. They don't, they don't care day. about their mothers there. It's a different day. It's a different day. Yeah. I don't know why. Family's not a big deal in Europe, I guess. 
They just don't. No. They don't care. They don't value life the same way that we do. Yeah, we have it earlier in the year, I think. So technically. Oh, so you want to appreciate your mother's when it's worse weather? <laughs> yeah. So you have to. You can be even more lazy. Got it. Yeah. Um, that's it, guys. See you later. Bye, bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.